Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of SNTR Gaming, and we're going to be talking about the Halo Infinite campaign overview. It was a bit of a hot mess. I'm going to give you the good, the bad, and my thoughts about the open-world RPG stuff that we saw. If you didn't catch this live, hit subscribe and the bell button. That way that you don't miss these live streams. And we do record this first section. It goes over to one of my other channels. So if you're watching this, what we're about to do is for that channel. This is an SNTR update. The Halo Infinite campaign overview is finally here, and I have some thoughts. It's a bit of a hot mess. There's good, there's bad, and apparently open-world RPG elements. Cinematic aspects of the trailer were significantly improved, but there were aspects that I thought really held it back. So I want to talk about the good first. I actually thought they showcased some very good things in this trailer. First and foremost, the cutscenes look light years better than before, especially if you go back and watch it in 4K at the highest resolution available. The premieres on YouTube don't do justice to content like this. It tends to get a little pixelated, a little funky looking, and re-watching this at a very high resolution, I actually think the cutscenes look very, very good. I also thought that the combat looked like it shows a lot of promise. There were elements of the combat that seemed to obviously honor the Halo franchise, which is a little bit more rigid and sort of tight and clunky, but they are adding some agility. They really like showing off the grapple, as well as other movement options you have as a player. We're going to touch on some of the things we saw in combat when we talk about the RPG elements. If you had a keen eye, there was a health bar on one of the enemies. I also thought that the new RPG depth looks very promising as well, given that you will be able to sort of invest in what looked like some sort of a skill tree. This touches on the end of the video. Also, because this is not looking like just sort of a linear story that you'll play once and maybe a couple of DLCs, it does seem they are planting seeds for an ongoing game. Now let's talk about the bad. The narration, while it makes sense to use Cortana, I thought it honestly hurt the trailer pretty significantly. It made it feel very sort of dated or cheesy. Somebody even said it sounded like an SNL parody whenever they do like parodies and they do their own narration. And I had to kind of laugh and agree with them. I don't think the narration did this trailer justice. I don't think it's a problem to use that voice actor, but the, the tone and the delivery, I don't think created excitement or hype. Uh, I hate to say it, but if there's one company that has mastered the art of using music to show off their game, it's Bungie, and 343 should probably take a page out of that book. I also thought the dialogue between Master Chief and everybody else just sort of hurts. I I don't think these characters and voice actors have aged all that well. I know the nostalgic factor of the original voice actor for Master Chief. I know Halo fans are going to disagree, but I don't think the delivery and the lines land well in a trailer. It's it's fine when you're playing through the game in a campaign. Dialogue doesn't have to be otherworldly or, you know, like a like a cinematic movie, but in a trailer like this, it just doesn't deliver what, you know, I think would have been a better showcasing of the game. Thematically, I also think the game It's a bit of a smattering. That's why I said it's kind of a hot mess. They're showing combat. They're showing throwing things. But then they're also showing that, like, there's minimal amounts of open world. There's a skill tree. And and that's kind of what I want to end with. The open world RPG aspects of the trailer. It's kind of confusing because it's clear they want to implement an open world element. But it's very simple in this trailer. I, I don't know if they have plans to show us more details. But... 
outpost that you can take aggressively or non-aggressively isn't that dynamic of gameplay that's not that elaborate of an open world experience it really reminded me of the ghost recon wildlands trailer and just how flat that game fell the idea that like oh here's an outpost and you can be aggressive or not and it's like well that's not that you know creative it's pretty basic i also thought the skills and the personalization looked very simple as well it's like well that's promising if we're going to be playing this game ongoing for 10 years like they've said you need some sort of a foundation there i i that's the big question that i have will this work long term this could be a great foundation for live service but it also could be slapped together and not ready we know what that's like when games launch and they don't think about longevity they don't think about elasticity they just don't think about the end game and that's one of my primary concerns after watching this trailer if you like these short video game updates hit subscribe and the bell button and I'll see you in the next one and I'll see everybody here in the live audience right now I appreciate you guys tuning in so so much be sure to hit that like button say good morning in the chat go through your morning ritual here on SNTR gaming news we appreciate very very much the support of all of the content we got a full day of content covering halo then we're covering new world after this with new world gameplay then we got guardians of the galaxy gameplay uh, we should be able to play that this afternoon right now it's not letting me play it on steam i'm assuming it'll open at like noon eastern time and then we have another video uh, premiering over on SNTR Presents. Everybody who supported the one yesterday about how I, I basically argued that Twitch Twitch is an adult website. Uh, we appreciate you guys supporting that. And then today we have one about Dave Chappelle, pretty well-timed because he's saying things, comedians are saying things, like they, they just kind of re-churned up the story, and uh, we obviously... Are, uh, are are not necessarily going to be talking about it right now, but that will be available later if you guys want to watch it. What's good, Feed? I see you in the chat. Good to see you. Good to see you, Mo and Russell and Angry Pete and James. Mithrax, Real King Salty. Rody says, Lurking, thank you. Heavy Metal Mama, good morning. Sid and Victor. Ink Sanity, Roger. Jasterfication, Willie K, Sorcerer of Havoc. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Big Mad Mo says, The masses say different. I thought it was fine. 343 is changing Halo for the good. I think it was a mixed bag, right? I, I think it was a mixed bag. I, I think it was good, but I think there was a lot of bad. Uh, I think there was a lot of bad in this trailer. You, you've got everybody waiting a super long time to, uh, to, to check out your game, and especially campaign. Like, I think 343 has done a very, very good job showcasing and letting people see behind the curtain with respect to multiplayer. I do. I think they deserve praise for that. Their multiplayer focus, their multiplayer sort of transparency, I think has been totally fine. But we've been waiting for like a very promising campaign showing, and I think yesterday was pretty weak. I don't think it was bad. But I certainly don't think it was very strong. It felt weak. It did not. It did not come across as uh, like, oh man, they're really changing everybody's minds. I, I, I rewatching it at 4K. I, everything I said in the opener. I think the cutscenes look phenomenal. I, I really do. I think they sharpened up so much of the game. I, I think the combat looks significantly improved. But I'm telling you, th- this didn't feel. 
I'm worried. I'm worried. Everything I saw in this trailer has all the hallmarks of a game that's still not ready. That's that's my inclination. That's my instinct. I've covered games and game trailers for six years, and my spidey sense was tingling. I'm like, oh, this feels like Ghost Recon Wildlands. This feels like a game that's been that, that isn't ready. That that they're 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 giving us glimpses. Now again, my concerns though there's reason for them they could end up being unfounded they could have thought through all this stuff like longevity of the game uh let's talk about you know the elasticity of the end game you know you got these skill trees and then you got the you know customization personalization and then you have an open world well what's that gonna look like like long term is is that just what it looks like in the game or is there more to it? Uh, you know, what's it going to look like in six months? I, I guess is the open world going to change, evolve, reset itself? You know, these are questions that I have because when you establish open world elements, RPG elements, skill tree elements, they all have an end road that can be added onto if the game has been built properly. Trailer gave me just cause vibes a little with the outposts. Yeah, maybe, maybe. According to the masses, it's a wow. Let, let me reopen the trailer and let's let's see what the let's see what our like let's see what our like ratio is. This isn't the only indicator, but obviously the fans are going and um, 103, 113,000 likes and only 3,000 dis- dislikes out of 1.3 million views. So it's number five on trending. It's the fifth trending video on YouTube. 1.3 million views, 113,000 likes and 3,000 dislikes. I mean, Mo, ba- Mo. I don't think Mo is saying anything that's incorrect right now. As far as I can tell, it seems to be being well received. Not only is it trending, but it's getting pra- It's getting liked. It's not getting bombed, right? It's not getting bombed compared to last year. They seem to have turned the rudder with the, with the community. That doesn't mean that the game is ready, right? That doesn't mean any of my concerns are uh, are are misplaced. Do you understand? Like. Just because the community is like, yay, thumbs up, you could be thumbs upping a picture of a McDonald's cheeseburger. You know what I'm saying? Like, a picture of McDonald's cheeseburger looks phenomenal. And then the real the real deal, you know, what you get is not always that. So it's good to see the community happy. It's good to see the community saying, okay, this looks good. This looks promising. My concern always with these games, I have said this about New World, so I'm being consistent here, okay? I, I'm, I'm being consistent. The, the ongoing content plan. What's the ongoing content plan? When I see skill trees and I see open world, I'm like, ooh, if you're dipping your toe into that and you didn't build the game properly, you 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 could be in a you could be in a world of hurt. Now, they're committed to the franchise, so here's here's where I'm hopeful. Even if the game foundationally isn't really prepared they're they're going to be it's an ongoing game so six months from now they could go back and kind of like you know a fix address or whatever a lot of the things i'm talking about the danger i think always with games like this is if the foundation if the foundation isn't built properly and i'm going to reference anthem anthem looked incredible it wowed people with their trailers they have the name Bioware, that helps, okay? But then the foundation of the game was not built to be an ongoing game. I think I think Anthem is a wonderful example of a game that looks so pretty on the surface and then they were like, 
Yeah, so this ongoing game thing, we didn't really build this foundation for that. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be we're going to we're going to have a lot of work to do. Look how many years they spent working on it and only recently had to cancel it. What was the original Anthem release date? What was the original release date? 2019. So they basically spent 2 years trying to fix it and then basically couldn't. Like that doesn't mean that Halo's in that state. What I'm saying is is I truly hope 343 had people in leadership positions casting vision, driving projects to say if you set this foundation right, we can add on to this game for the next 10 years. If you mess up the foundation, we're going to be putting the pieces back together. Instead of... I'm going to touch on this later when we cover New World, okay? It's great that New World is being super quick with server transfers, adding servers. They stop server transfers. We'll talk about why. We'll read their posts. They literally just did a second update about it last night and how it's like a number one priority. And I'm like, man, it'd be so great if you guys could be focusing on other stuff right now. It'd be so great if you could be updating other things, addressing other bugs, uh, you know, focusing on other elements of the game instead of this. And I would be saying the same thing about Halo Infinite. If we get two or three months in and they're like, yeah, the ongoing content plan really can't land yet because the foundation of the game really wasn't initially built for that. I'm going to be like, come on, like you should, you you know, you should have laid that groundwork yo kareem renewing that membership thank you so much to everybody who has a membership guys there's a variety of ways to support the channel first things first just say good morning hit the like button those are very very easy forms of support uh if you haven't hit subscribe yet that's a free way to support as well it ensures that you catch my live streams here we do talk show in the morning gameplay in the afternoon still going to be covering new world and playing it we'll also be playing guardians of the galaxy later Don't forget to get your coffee orders in either. My wife and kiddos have been diligently making sure everybody's getting their coffee orders. You guys have been going kind of crazy. We already have one. Somebody ordered some coffee, a Frickmas blend, the hand sitting. Thank you, hand sitting. Guys, we got a light roast. We got a dark roast. And we got the Frickmas blend. We got it all. We got it all. We got yellow, red, and green. Use that coffee command. It supports my family directly. We're not, it's not some other company. That's us. It's our coffee. I'm not getting a kickback on that. That's mine. I <laughs> I bought it. It gets shipped to my house. <laughs> so we appreciate it very, very much. Seven Invicta. I think it's just Invicta. Invicta renewing that membership and getting a blue joystick. Welcome back. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate that so, so much. Um, Let's see. Eugene says, I will always look at this game from the standpoint of this is their brand. This is supposed to... Uh, this is supposed to away people to their hardware... Uh, and what they oh, this is supposed to sway people to their hardware, and what they showcase doesn't doesn't do that. Right, right, right. Yeah. I I don't know if that's true anymore, Eugene. I'm worried your premise is no longer accurate. It was probably accurate nine years ago, but not now. I don't think Microsoft is trying to sway people to their software. I'm, I'm sorry, to their hardware. I don't. I don't think so. I, I that, that doesn't seem to be the focus. I don't think they're like, oh, here's our flagship title, buy an Xbox Series X. That's not in any of the marketing. Like this game, I actually think this is extremely accurate. This game is not about getting people on the hardware. It's about getting people on Game Pass. That's what I think. As you and Wheezy have recently pointed out, Game Pass projections have slowed down. Right? They've slowed down. So in rides halo to kind of kick things back into high gear again right around the holidays like that's a big injection that's probably going to be a pretty sizable growth for game pass 
I'm telling you, they've shifted priority completely away from selling hardware. All that matters is Game Pass and the ecosystem. It's all that matters to them. They, they, they could not care less what you're playing on. They don't care. They want you in the ecosystem. They want you on Game Pass. They probably don't even care if you choose to play on a PC. They're making that easier. Halo is not a thing that is spectacularly unsuccessful or disordered, especially uh, one uh, that is a source of particular fascination. Hot mess. The multiplayer plays great. Campaign looks great. I thought the trailer, I thought the campaign overview was a hot mess. I thought it was a, such a smattering, and it was thematically confused, and the narration was odd. It was a hot mess, and I'll tell you why, Hilly. Some of their production decisions and some of their choices with the trailer itself, I think, overshadowed the good parts. I gave it credit. I said, there's really good things here. Unfortunately, I think it's overshadowed by production decisions. Now, Mo is good to point out, the community disagrees with me. Like, go look at the like ratio on that video. That video is crushing right now. Clearly, the community thinks it looks great. I'm thinking from an outsider, right? I'm thinking from an outsider. You have to stop thinking like a Halo player. If you're a Halo player, they they stroke, they they basically gave you a nice... It's like when you're petting a dog and it makes the dog's tail wag. That's what this that's what this trailer did to you. It made your tail wag. You're like, oh yeah, Cortana and Master Chief's voice and uh Do you see what I'm saying? Like I you can't think like that. If they want this franchise to be the the flagship of Game Pass, it has to be palatable to the non-Halo fans. And that was my concern with the trailer. Further than the, just a just a production concern, I'm like, I there's RPG and open world stuff in here, but it looks so basic. Did you guys try to do what Anthem did? Did you try to build an ongoing game and you didn't really know how? Like that would be another concern. Bad trailer or bad game? I said earlier, Hilly, it could be a really great picture of a McDonald's cheeseburger. You know what I mean? You have to win over your community before you try and grow or not. That's a fair point that, you know, no, that's a fair point. Given what happened last year, they probably are more concerned with winning over the community first. You got to win the community back. The Halo community, the community that has been playing this game for so long, they lost their faith in 343. Last year hurt. It stung real bad. Probably hurt a lot of pride. Probably hurt a lot of egos to be like, oh my gosh, our game is is a meme. They're memeing our game. Okay. So that's probably true that it makes more sense right now to reestablish the consumer confidence of the, you know, the, the fans, right? The people that love Halo. So that's fine. I'm, I'm willing to let go of that one. I can let go of that one. Yo, what's good, Atwood? I still got a whiff of Ghost Recon Wildlands. I got a whiff of it, and that made me nervous. I was like, ah... This open world, like, yeah, we have these open world outposts, and you can attack them in a variety of ways. And I did my I did my homework. I went and read an interview. I said, okay, let's see what they're going to let you do. And it's just so basic. It's like you can go charging in with the warthog full of people or use a sniper or slowly scout the area. And I'm like, that that's not that that's not dynamic that you're not describing anything. You're not describing anything. You're describing an outpost that I can be like, aggressive or not aggressive with right yeah more like far cry well see far cry i think does a pretty good job of giving you like 
how do I want to say it? Actually, I think Far Cry makes a handful of mistakes, truly, with their outposts. I think the AI is overly sensitive. I think the AI figures things out too easily. Like, you shoot a guy, and they're like, oh, over there. And it's like, I use the silencer. What in the world's going on? Um, when open world isn't the focus, it's always a disaster. Just got here, but a hot mess. Yeah, I think the trailer's a hot mess. I do. I, I like. I liked it, and I thought there were good things, but I thought it was a bit of a hot mess. Like... Hot mess meaning there's good, there's bad, and I'm kind of confused about certain elements. Like, I don't think that they were clear. Now, they may have plans long-term to outline the open-world RPG stuff. If we don't hear anything between now and launch date about the open-world aspects in the RPG, my concern will grow every week. That doesn't make it bad, it just not what some people may be looking for. It's bad because it's not meeting some people's expectations. There's a million other people who are hyped. Well... I mean, I didn't necessarily say that the, the production was bad. I was like, it's confusing. It's th- I, I described it as thematically confusing, right? I'm good, Atwood. Thanks for asking. Um, like, it To me, there should have been a very... Okay, let me give you a better example. Their multiplayer trailer was not thematically confusing. It wasn't. When I saw their multiplayer trailer, what did I tell you guys? I said, I don't know. I said, Halo may be back. The arena shooter might be back. This looks good. This looks promising. It was clear. It was direct. It showcased gameplay. It was it was kind of hype. It was kind of music oriented. The, the thing yesterday, I was like, what? It was like they had three different directors. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't make it bad. Clearly, the community, again, as, as Hilly pointed out, the community is what matters right now. Mo pointed it out. He said the community is praising this. And I got to wonder if that's if that may be related to just how bad it was. Like, do you ever look at your house and think, man, it looks so clean because it was an absolute disaster an hour before? Like, the difference between when the house is a total disaster after a party and when you clean it up, like, it's dramatic, right? And so your house looks super, super nice. But the fact of the matter is, it's, you know, you just kind of straightened up. You didn't dust, you didn't clean the windows, you didn't sweep or vacuum. You're like, well, it was a disaster before now. Why would they sign up for a subscription service that has games they get for dirt cheap anyways? Here's where we differ. I still think, and until I'm definitively shown otherwise, Microsoft still needs hardware to sell their ecosystem. I don't think there's a bunch of PC users on Game Pass. Why would they sign up for a subscription service uh, that has games that they get for dirt cheap anyways. It just depends on the gamer. I, I, I There's probably not a ton of PC users. Yeah, how many of those 18 million subs do you think are on PC? Or, or Eugene, you have to consider that there's a lot of them like me that have both, and that's a really nice value. Like, when I go to play with Hilly and I can install a Game Pass game on my PC and we don't got to play on his older Xbox with his slower hard drive, oh, that's wonderful. I don't know how many people are like that. I don't know how many people are on Game Pass and just PC, but if they're expanding their user base, it's not going to be a quick thing. Their primary user base is Xbox, sure. And Game Pass doesn't require hardware, though. They could have they could have people on the older Xboxes, and the main goal would be get them on Game Pass, get them on the ecosystem. Game Pass subscriber, I play on both console and PC. Some games are better on PC. I'm a PC user who's on Game Pass. We have a cu- we have a couple here. Not that that proves anything, but 
you know, I'm super pumped for Halo campaign and more, but it didn't look or feel like a really strong Joe Staten trailer. That's kind of where I'm coming from. So, so let's let's explain like where I'm coming from because people are like well, you're you're being hard on the trailer. When Joseph Staten took center stage and they showed off the multiplayer and he starts talking and they had a breakdown, I was like, "This is excellent. This is how you win the audience back." Yesterday they didn't do that. It was like again, it felt confused. It felt thematically you know, dissonant. It it didn't feel like when they finally came back and said, oh, we're going to show you multiplayer. And then they had like the multiplayer trailer where they had interviews and stuff. That's what I would like to see. I would like to see them saying, here's how the open world is going to work. Here's how the RPG is going to work. Here's how this is going to work. Like, break it all down. Instead of just throwing out, it it just seemed like that the open world RPG elements just seemed really generic and simple. And that causes me to be concerned. It's, I'm not saying the game's going to be bad, but we know what happens when a game attempts to go live service and ongoing and doesn't build the game properly from the ground up. Remember when you were talking about the multiplayer Spartan taking over? I think in the long run, we will be using our own Spartan probably sooner than later. I think that's why the skill tree is there, Mo. I think that's going to be the beginnings of your personalization of your character. You know, you'll play as Master Chief through the, through the game. I still think they're going to turn Master Chief into an AI. I think he's going to have to become an AI to defeat Cortana, and then you can use him as your AI voice, you know, for you know, whenever you're playing as your Spartan, and they'll immortalize him in the game in that way. They'll have that voice actor record in a ridiculous amount of, of voice voice voiceovers and, and, and words and stuff, and they'll you know they'll use his voice for for the next you know ten years as an AI. That's that's my theory as to what they're going to do. Yo, what's good, George? It seems they're only showing the first part of the campaign. I think they're still holding on to campaign info and endgame until November anniversary stream. That could be very true. As I said, between now and launch, if we don't hear anything more about the campaign, the open world, the RPG, if we don't hear anything more about that, I'm going to grow concerned the closer we get to launch. If we get to launch and they say nothing more than what they've said right now, I'm going to be like, yo, the ongoing stuff is I don't have a lot of confidence in it. Is the gameplay looking better? Oh yeah, I thought the combat looked much better. Cutscenes looking better? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very sharp. Very nice. But they're not building a game for you to play one time over the weekend for 15 hours and then set down. You know? They say that there's more to come. Have they stated that on on the video? Because or um, it's not on the video. Where have they stated that? Like on Twitter or something? Definitely them going in a direction they have before is kind of concerning. Uh, but we won't see until December. I hope they do it right. You gotta understand something. I'm in their corner. I'm in their corner, man. <laughs> like if another game can launch and have good ongoing live service, and you guys like it. And I like it. That's good. Like, I have a... You guys have to understand something. As a YouTuber, I have a pretty in, like vested interest in games doing well long term. It's not good for business, for me, for games to crop up and fizzle and die. Like, think about what Outriders could have done for us in the wake of the Destiny ban. Okay? In the wake of the Destiny ban, if Outriders would have been an incredibly successful ongoing live service game... 
we'd have been okay. We would have just pivoted to covering that and playing that and grinding and waiting for the DLC or waiting for a season. I know they didn't set out to become a live service game, but I'm saying, what if they did? Like, what if they launched a live service game and it was massively successful and they had a seasonal format ready to rock and roll? Like, that's good for me. You understand that, right? <laughs> like, you understand? Have the exercise going to be a live service? I mean, they're doing seasons. They're going to be doing an ongoing seasonal format. They've said that for the multiplayer. And, you know, I I didn't think Outriders was a terrible game. Certainly wasn't a very good game. But I don't think I would classify Outriders as terrible. Um, it was, uh, you know, I guess you got you to gotta judge it as it is now instead of like that first week. Because yeah, there were a lot of glitches and bugs. It was rough. It was rough around the edges when it came out. It, it had a lot of problems. Um, it was unfortunate that the beta seemed to play better <laughs> than the <laughs> the beta played better than the launch game. Um, I feel like they might just be trying to show off the new stuff, but at the same time, not show too much so people can explore and discover the mechanics themselves. I just pray for no Far Cry Watchtower. They've been doing seasons for multiplayer, though, which is now separate from the main game. Right, Master Chief Collection's been doing seasons for a while, and they seemingly have gotten a lot of praise and good feedback from the community on how they have handled those seasons. So, Xbox app on Windows 10 has 4.5 stars, over 1 million stars, uh, from what I can tell. Doesn't show how many times it's been downloaded, which would be a better idea of how many PC players have it. Right, so it, you know, it's it's clearly getting, you know, we would hope that those are genuine reviews, that that's not something, you know, that's not something fabricated. Sometimes I see reviews like that, and I'm like, is that real, you know? When it was revealed, it was said to be a 10-year live service. In the last 12 months, I've heard very little of live service. Well, I don't know if that's true. It's possible that live service has become a buzzword. I know when Joseph Staten has spoken about the game almost every time, he talks about how it's going to be an ongoing game. And he, he's even the one that, that influenced my theory about you're going to start playing you're going to start playing the ongoing campaign missions and story missions and stuff and you're going to be doing that um, as your Spartan and not as Master Chief. He all but said that like directly that you will be going out on the future missions as your Spartan. He said that in an interview. Um, so who said live service? The gamer Halo Infinite 10 years updates live service. Um, what's is how recent is that article? How recent is this article? Uh, that's in July. If that is that last year, I cannot stand when they do this. Yeah, that's last year. I can't read the article right now. Um, uh, let's see. It feels like Staten is there to get it out the door ASAP, finished or not. That's not how, that's not the impression I get. I get the impression that he was there to get the thing back on track, not get it out the door. Like, I don't think you bring in Joseph Staten to help you develop a minimum viable product. I think you bring Joseph Staten to be like, we're never, lo- this is never going to work if we don't get this thing on the right, ra- on the right train tracks. Let's not forget that they've dropped Forge and Co-op from release to finish to make sure the campaign was the best it could be, and this was their showing. See, Eugene's kind of picking up what I'm putting down. You have to, like, 
Turn off your fandom for just a second and really look at the ongoing narrative. They had to delay the game a significant amount of time because of how embarrassing it was when it first showed up. And then we've slowly found out that the base game is going to be like devoid of some pretty foundational features. I think co-op being absent from the campaign is a part of my concern here. Just how not ready is this game in the moment? Right now, October 26, 2021, just how not ready is this game? And when you're like, here we go, this is it, this is our this is our big showcase for the campaign, and it just didn't it didn't seem to do what I was wanting them to do, which was establish the reach and the scope of just how good that's going to be. It was just like, well, here's the combat. You're going to be able to, you know, summon vehicles. The graphics look significantly better. Full marks there. And I did see good things in the combat. I did. But when I'm th- when I'm sitting there thinking about the narrative in my head, I'm like, you guys were in a shambles and you've had to rip co-op out of the game. You you can't even launch it with co-op. Like I don't know, man. I don't know. It's concerning. It's like, okay, hopefully this is not a picture of a McDonald's cheeseburger, as I've said many times this morning. You know, hopefully this is the genuine article where this is what we're going to get, you know. You guys are saying this is their showing as if what they showed is a terrible thing. I didn't see anything necessarily bad. I, that's not, I think, we're, I think we're ships passing in the night right now. I don't think Eugene's saying, at least I'm not saying, that it was bad. It was just kind of tepid. Do you know what I'm saying? It was just kind of tepid. It was like, okay, now again, again, because they were in such a bad state last year, the video is doing incredibly well. The, the, the community seems thrilled. They seem thrilled to be like, oh, finally, we get to see the campaign. Oh, look, it looks great. The graphics, the, the cutscenes, you know. The fans were like, yes, this thing's, this thing's right. I'm thinking... As a, as a guy who breaks games down who plays them and who thinks about end game longevity and and the, the elasticity of systems that you build what's this system going to look like in 6 months do you guys remember when they announced Armor 2.0 do you remember what I said I said I don't know I don't know about elasticity I don't know about longevity. What's been one of the thorns in the side of that game with respect to overpowered builds, completely irrelevant mods, and things that just don't matter? Ever since Armor 2.0 landed in that game, it's been something they've had to wrestle with. Why? Because they didn't build it with any elasticity or longevity in mind. It was like, this'll be cool. And they threw it in the game. This is just always how I've approached these types of topics. I'm like, that's cool. What's it going to look like in six months? You know? Any game that changed director 12 months from launch will have lots of questions to ask, especially with all the removed content. This game is being rushed, no doubts. Tepid, the community didn't have a lukewarm response. If you were walking through the desert and I gave you a glass of tepid water, you would think it was the most refreshing crisp water ever. After last year, a tepid trailer is all it takes, homie. Come on. Come on. Put put your fandom down for just a second. That trailer, it's 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 kind of tepid. It's not it's good, but it's not I just don't think it's what everybody's I don't know. I don't know. I think the I think the fandom 
is is having a, an effect here. I do. I think people were so thirsty that a tepid trailer, they're like, oh, this is great. Because they've shown you nothing. You know? They've shown you nothing for a pretty long time. And the last thing they showed you about the campaign... Well, no, they showed a trailer over the summer that looked pretty good, but it was just a cutscene. It was just a cutscene. It was like him floating around and talking to the new AI. They did show that over the summer, and I and I think everybody was we were all right to say, well, that looks significantly better, you know. That looks significantly better because of the uh, um, the textures and the metal and stuff. It was like, okay, that that's that's a nice uptick, right? The quality of the PvP says we have something good on our hands. Now, no, 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 uh-uh, mm, no, let me explain, oh man, I'm going to talk about Anthem so much this morning, and it makes me sad to talk about Anthem, but Anthem is is proof that you can't make that claim, Anthem really had great content loop, the combat, the flying around, the slamming on the ground, the combo system, it was all great, but the game wasn't right the multiplayer being good i'm telling you right now if there's any hope for halo infinite to be successful it's with the multiplayer so to a certain point you are correct sinos if the multiplayer can be nailed if they can nail the multiplayer format do you know what my biggest question mark about multiplayer is can they do a they can they do a well-designed ranked and unranked system if they can't do a good ranked and unranked system no one's gonna freaking care in seven months write it down no one is gonna freaking care about halo infinite multiplayer in seven months if you don't have a good ranked and unranked system do you want to know why people get bored and then they cannibalize the game it'll happen to them the way it happens to virtually every other pvp game that doesn't have ranked and unranked you know meredith they have said that co-op is coming later they have said that co-op is coming later, so it's not coming at launch. So if you want to play the campaign with somebody else, you're 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 gonna have to you're gonna have to wait. They had good ranked and uh, and unranked in Halo Two. Quit your worrying. Okay, did three four three design that? Did three four three design a good ranked and unranked system yet? Have they done that? Have they proven their ability to do that? Isn't ranked and unranked one of the biggest debates in most games? Like I don't know, Overwatch. I mean, Valorant seems to work pretty well, but I'm sure they even have complaints within their community. I don't think ranked and unranked is an easy thing to do. Has 343 successfully implemented a ranked and unranked system in any of their Halos? Have they? I'm on live chat. You're not wrong for your view, but don't act like we're blind over here. We're not 13-year-old fanboys. No, 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 no. I'm not being dismissive and saying you're fanboying. I'm saying I think your fandom is how I phrase it. I think your fandom is making it seem a little bit more refreshing than it is. You know what I'm saying? I think fandom is making the tepid trailer seem a little bit better than it is. I'm not saying you're fanboying. I, I don't. I'm not doing that. I think fandom can create... Listen, I, I do that. I do that. Right now, if they came out with a trailer for Hellblade 2, I'd freaking lose my mind. I wouldn't think about the delay. I wouldn't think about the fact that they haven't even entered full production yet the last time they talked. I wouldn't think about any of those things that are concerning. I'd be like, it's Hellblade 2, but... Like, my fandom would definitely make me go, you know, a little uh, into, into, into hype mode, you know? Cause I love Hellblade. Ori, same thing. Like if there was a trailer for Ori, I'd be I'd be like, oh my, oh my gosh! Like I'd be so excited. 
The awfully familiar, uh, this is awfully familiar to the convos leading up to Halo 5. Yeah, may, yeah maybe. I'd rather delay the game instead of releasing it without co-op. Sven says, I'm taking off the rose-tinted glasses. I want to see more of the RPG elements, but it looks like more Halo to me, and it didn't look tepid in my opinion. Okay, Sven, if they were making just another Halo, your your point would be really strong. It's just more Halo. It looks great. It's just more Halo. And you know what I'd be saying? I'd be like, Sven's right, guys. They're just continuing the franchise. I said the same thing about Far Cry 6, did I not? I was like, yeah, more Far Cry. That's what they're supposed to do. What the frick? That's fine. The reviews about it just being another Far Cry are stupid. Like, what did you expect it to be? Like, astronauts in space? No, I expected more Far Cry. And you get Giancarlo Esposito. Shut up and go shoot baddies and run around with an alligator. Quit crying, right? I'd be like, Sven's right. The reason that I can't say that is because... What have I said? The longevity. The elasticity. Those questions are far more important right now from where I sit, because I'm thinking that's how my mind works. Yeah, hype, 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 hype. Armor 2.0. And what did I do? The very, the day they announced Armor 2.0, people were like, oh, don't do this. You poo-poo everything. Being a negative Nancy. I was like, I don't know, guys. Long-term longevity, elasticity of a system like this, you're going to min-max your character, and you're going to get all the way to the way that you want, and you're just going to infuse your armor. There's going to be no drive to get armor every single season. And what happened? There was no drive to get armor every single season. You were like, I already have everything that I need. Like, that's just what I do. I just, I immediately think, okay, okay, you got RPG skills, you got ways to customize your character, change combat, okay, you got open world little little uh, outposts. Okay, cool. You just showed me the tip of an iceberg that could be a disaster. Like, <laughs> don't forget Anthem. I know you guys like to remember Reach, but don't forget Anthem, okay? <laughs> I'm gonna make t-shirts. Remember Reach, but don't forget Anthem. Anthem looked so dope and so awesome on the surface. The customization, the way you could change the paint, the way you could change the age of the paint, the way that you could like customize your character, come up with your own build. But everything underneath was a dadgum disaster. And after a year of getting delayed, and you got Joseph Staten at the helm, and they've cut co-op, and they've cut Forge, you should be asking for information right now. As a fan. You should be like, okay, that's great. We want information, though. How's all this going to work? How's all this going to work? It was planned from the beginning to be long-term. There's a world mode that could exist, okay? When there, w- There's a world that could exist that the real problems were just engine performance and graphics. Like, maybe the logistics are totally fine. They were like, no, this game needs to be built to last long-term. So the delay could have more to do with the fact that the game just looked bad. There, there's been a lot of commentary about the engine. You, that, that, that could be a reality. How many times did you come in the room last night, huh? I'm going to put... I'm gonna. We're going to get a bunch of money from the bank, and I'm going to put $3 on... I'm gonna get put three dollars on the mantle above the fireplace for you and three dollars for your sister and every time you come into the bedroom at night I take a dollar away but if you stay in your room all night you get the three dollars does that sound like a good deal to you because I need my sleep <laughs> not a good deal she came in last night and wanted me to heat up her cat 
I was like, the cat's gonna go in the trash if you do this again. I was in the best, deepest sleep, too. She had to, like, shake me. I was just like, ha. Ah. I was so frustrated. I was like, are you kidding me? You just woke me up at 3 in the morning to heat up your stuffed cat? I told her this morning. I was like, she was she was sweet about it. I was like, you can't do that. I was like, I, I, was like, I can't just sleep in. I was like, I gotta get up. I got things to do. <laughs> okay. Smart businessman, terrible deal. There's a long con here, homie. You're not you're not even operating at my level. <laughs> uh, you had a dream. Oh, cool. That's very cool. Hope the cat is a soft toy. No, yeah, they're these stuffed cats. They're these stuffed animals. You heat them up in the microwave, and they like they got like lavender smells like relaxing calming soothing and it's warm and they hold it and when it gets cooler she likes it and yeah we haven't put put the heat on yet because the house is doing that thing where at certain times of the day it's comfortable cold and then hot it's like just that time of the year so we're not we haven't really turned the heat on yet so when she woke me up last night she usually doesn't she usually she's she's in her room for the night she's great she's super sweet super awesome she likes to set her like she's 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 seven and she likes to set her alarm so she can get up and listen to audiobooks in the morning. Like that's the kind of person she already is. Like who are you? In any case, she woke me up in the middle of the night and I was pretty frustrated with her. I was like, girls, like this is not a reason to wake me up. I was like, if you need me, sometimes she gets nosebleeds. Like you get a nosebleed or you got something going on with the bathroom, bad dream. If you're scared, you come get me. But don't you dare come get me to heat up your cat <laughs> or to set your alarm. <laughs> Where does one buy one of these cats? It sounds way better than an electric blanket with a face drawn on it. <laughs> that's good. That's good, Zoo Bear. What happened to your cats? We still have Jack. We had to put Kate down last summer. We had to put Kate down. It was pretty. It was pretty traumatic. It was pretty traumatic. Nice straw. Cat, are you the one that sent the this with the glass straws and the magic bullet? Was that you, Cat? Come on, buddy. Say it real loud. I'll, I'll pay you a dollar. No. Can't even be bribed. We're trying to get him to say hi, Zubair. He won't do it. <sighs> so you're saying if I put my cat in the microwave, they'll smell like lavender? <laughs> I'm going to try this for science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know that you this we've, we've overstayed the, the welcome of it. The PvP is a separate entity. I don't think of that as a live service. To me, live service means ongoing PvE content. Well, it depends, Zubair. It depends. Because if the PvP is getting maps, modes, and the seasonal and the seasonal content like the season pass, I tend to look at that as 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 being kind of live service. Because they're servicing the game in an ongoing way. Like they want you to engage in an ongoing way. There's events there's there's uh, a new map, a new mode, there's a holiday event, there's a whatever. That to me like I mean you look at Fortnite, how could you not say Fortnite's live service? I mean they if anybody has cornered the market on live service gaming, it's epic with Fortnite. They 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 they've, they've absolutely nailed it. And so I would think that PVP done in the right way would could be accurately described as live service. It's like, well, it's not live service. Well, why not? I mean, it's ongoing. And it's they're they're updating it, adding seasons, probably maps and modes as well. You know what I mean? Just got the Frickmas blend yesterday, and it's amazing. Keep doing you. Oh, thank you, Wes. 
I didn't get to see the trailer for the Returnal update, Crazy Cliff. Oh, I'm so, I'm so excited to have a reason to go back. We might play it tomorrow. We might play it tomorrow. Uh, let me see if any coffee orders came through. If you guys want to order some coffee, we did add a holiday blend, the Frickmas blend, and everybody is praising it. I've, I, I, was, I was really, really amazed. I thought we were going to get mixed feedback on it, to be honest. But uh, it's been nothing but praise for the Frickmas blend. If you want to support the channel, there are free ways to do that. Hit subscribe, the like button, the bell button, all the buttons, and then do me a favor. Consider becoming a member, clicking join, join command, or ordering some coffee. The biggest problem with live service is battle passes are not true content. Well, they can certainly phone it in. I'm not going to disagree with that. But generally speaking, if you want people to buy the battle pass and continue playing, you need to offer a little bit more than just that. You know what I mean? Greenside says it could be like if you do missions with other people that would be in the multiplayer I would think I'll be more precise then I don't need Halo PvE live service if we get it that's just icing on the cake the returnal update is just a save and a photo mode I'm kind of disappointed there's no more content what do you mean what do you mean a save it's just a save and a photo mode that's it the returnal trailer is a tepid hot mess uh, sick that where the sun doesn't shine. <laughs> Try, like, tell me that your fandom's not getting in the way, but then you guys are taking it. You guys are taking offense. Like, me saying that it's a hot mess or that it was tepid. You getting upset by that is proof that your fandom is a part of the equation. Come on, Hilly. <laughs> you can suspend your runs. So they put out a trailer because. For, for that? For a feature? That's all it is? You can save your progress and suspend without losing progress. But th- I mean, that's great, but why are they creating a trailer for that? And that's going to be exploitable, is it not? You're going to be able to you're going to be able to suspend your run and then go in and try and if you're about to fail you could probably just what cut the power to the PlayStation a bunch of people were holding off because of the save feature there's a hint of condescension in your position as exhibit one I offer that you and Eugene agree and are using similar language (laughs) I'm just saying that you're like why would you be upset if I like think about it like this if if I don't like country music, I'm like, yeah, I don't like it. People are like, people don't come out, in, well, they might. But if they do, if they get really angry, that's their fandom. That's their fandom being provoked, okay? So when I say it's a hot mess or it's tepid, and you guys get irritated at that, that's your fandom responding. You, you know what I'm saying? You're so invested in the franchise. <laughs> You're so invested in as you... Zubair, you call the game Papa Halo. Are we really going to act like you don't have a little bit of a fandom issue? Come on. I, I own my fandom. I will I will literally go nuts no matter what it is. If it's Hellblade, if it's Ori. You know what I'm saying? I have my own fandom. Just, uh, just you know, just own it. <laughs> you call the game Papa Halo. I got Death Stranding last night from my girl uh, as an early birthday present. We ended up playing it for six hours uh, last night. Definitely glad I waited for the PS5 one. Thanks for the suggestion. Yeah, I wish I had time to play that game on my own because I don't, I don't want to stream it. I would like to just sit on my couch and play it, but I just don't have time. 
It's a, I would probably enjoy that game if I could like just every night plug away at it for a couple hours. But there's just literally no, there's just no freaking way. There's no way. The save point is erased when you restart. I imagine someone might find a way to exploit it, but I'm not sure how. How often can you save it with this new feature? So it erases the save point when you restart. Well, can you like go into another room, come back and do it again? It's a one-time use save. Once you continue from the save, it's deleted. I understand that. How long till I can save again? Come on, think it through with me. Try to break it. Try to break it. I'm not telling you to exploit, but I'm telling you, break it. See if it's possible. It delete your save. You're, you're like, let's say you save it, and you're you're about to go into a boss room, and you save it, right? And then you're in the boss room, and you're about to die. And so you turn that you, you you close the game, you close the game, and then you can come back, and you're right outside the boss room. Do you see? And then it erases your save. Well, how 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 can you how quickly can you resave again? Load. Resave, try, fail, repeat. That's exactly right. You can't save during boss, but you're not catching what I'm putting down. I'm asking how it works. I am, I'm saying, imagine saving it, and then you go up and through a couple rooms, and you go to the boss fight, and you can tell it's going poorly, and you're going to lose, and you force quit the game. You have a save before the boss fight that you can load. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm not saying that you save it in the boss fight. I'm saying you know when you're having a bad run and you're probably not going to win. You force quit the game. Now, that might be hard. You might die anyway. But if the game doesn't have a chance to register that you died, saved, and all that, then your your save point will be intact. <clears throat> if you pause in the middle of a run, there's no load option. It was erased when you restarted. Oh. This is this is this is difficult. Okay, I understand that. I have I, <laughs> I have that knowledge. Okay, I am posing a question. When I restart and it erase the save, how soon after that can I save it again? Try to break it. Think like somebody that's trying to break it. It's no. It seems like there's no cooldown. Save would be erased when you load. Yep. Mm -hmm. I don't understand what you're trying to say. I don't think it's a save. I think it just holds your place. It's like a long pause. So it's not a save. It's just allowing you... So it's allowing you to walk away, but it's not a save point. You're not like clicking save and then going and fighting the boss. It's It's like a save state if you close the game. It's a save quit. Maybe it isn't a save, it's a quit and save. That's what it probably is. It's a suspended state. It allows you to walk away, but it doesn't allow you to save it. It's called suspend. Thank you. Th- okay, that no, 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 no. That's extremely helpful because I'm like, dude, if you can save the game, that's exploitable. That's super easy to exploit if you can just save the game. There's an option to suspend the cycle. So it's literally a quit and save. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, no, that's totally fine. I'm totally fine with that. I, there there have been times where I've wanted to play the game in the evening, and I know if I get a good run, I'm going to be like, well, my wife's going to come down and want to watch television, and I, what am I going to do? Like, 
hope that you know I'll be okay if I use the sleep. I don't even like using the sleep on my on my PlayStation. I like turning it off. It saves only when you suspend. No suspending in boss battles. Well, I wasn't I wasn't suggesting say, suspending in a boss battle. I was saying if you can save cuz think of how easy fast travel is in that game, okay? You get all the way to the boss room, okay? You fast travel back to the shuttle and you save it. And then you go fight the boss and it's going pretty poor. You force quit the game cuz you got a nice clean save waiting for you. That's not how it works and that's a good thing. Because if you could save it, that's exploitable. Everything I just said is is exactly how you would do it. It'd be super easy. You'd have no you wouldn't have that pressure and that fear and that intensity going into the boss room because you're like, well, I got a save waiting for me if I mess up, right? Just sucks so all your runs are short. That's been my system. <laughs> That's the way. That's the way, Zubair. Oh, that's funny. Oh my gosh. Hmm. Here, here, here. I want to. I want to pull the chat. This is actually. This is actually. We've had a really good discussion this morning. All right. All right. Halo Infinite. Which are you most interested in? All right. Campaign or PvP. Let's pit them against each other. Let's pit them against each other. Pull the top of the chat. Halo Infinite. Okay. Halo Infinite gameplay. Which are you most interested in? That the PvP or your can or the campaign? Like which is it? Now this audience is largely PvE, right? Both. Come on, Mo. Come on. One you it, one's a six and one's a four. One's a six and one's a four. One matters more to you than the other. Come on. I'm making you choose. You have two adorable puppies and you can only bring one home (laughs) you can only bring one home from the pet store okay if I had to pick I'm gonna pick PvP I do both yep both no I'm not asking you what you're going to play Mo listen listen to me Maurice I want to know one of them you are a little bit more interested in the other you will play both sure you will enjoy both, sure, but one of them is you're a little more interested in. I'm gonna make you choose. I'm gonna make you choose. This is how I'm gonna do it. This is how I'm, this is how I'm gonna do it. You have two cats. Which one do you save from the microwave? <laughs> All right. You have a red button and a blue button in front of you. Okay. If you press the blue button, it deletes the campaign from the game. If you press the red button, it deletes PvP from the game. Okay? And you must press this button, or you can never play Halo Infinite. You must choose. Which are you deleting? Both, you monster. (laughs) None. No! No! It's a thought experiment, Mo. It's a thought experiment. You You will be unable to play Halo Infinite in this experiment, you're not allowed to play it. You must delete one of them. Which is it? Which are you sacrificing so that you can play one of them? Hilly says green button. I freaking hate you guys. 
I hate you guys. Try to tell me that you're not, you don't have fandom interfering with your perception and you won't even engage in the thought experiment. You're like, no, I won't hurt Papa Halo. <laughs> That's <laughs> some real ride or die mentality. Come on! Try to tell me that you don't have a fandom problem when you won't even engage in the thought experiment. You're like, no, no. Papa Halo will hear me. He'll hear me. He'll hear me say it. Bless up to Papa Halo. I don't want him to know <laughs> that I chose to delete the campaign or I chose to delete the PvP. <laughs> They can't even fathom it. You worship so much at the altar of Papa Halo. You can't even fathom or conceive of the idea of like, well, no, 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 no. I want them both. <laughs> given enough time, Batman could make room for no decision. <laughs> no, given enough time, Batman could make Mo make a decision. <laughs> you know, given enough time, you know, Batman could probably figure out a way to combine the PvP and the campaign so he wouldn't have to make a decision. Then he would just punch the person on the other side of the table. I totally have a fandom problem. We must never speak ill of Papa Halo. <laughs> Five months from Steven Marston says, PvPVE. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Steven. Go play Gambit. Uh, how have I been? I'm good. I'm good. I feel a lot better, man. I don't know. Every day I'm like, let's go. We got a lot of content to make. Like, it just feels really good right now to make content. I love covering variety of stuff. We've got a new world episode today. We got Guardians of the Galaxy. We, we've got a. Uh, I've got an episode hitting the SNTR presents today, and it's about Dave Chappelle. So I'm interested in your guys' thoughts on that video. I'm interested to see how many people unsub just from the thumbnail. We'll see. We'll see. Hunt Showdown is the best PVE PV. I've heard good things about Hunt Showdown. I have. I have. JSOC says, I can't wait till Halo sucks. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. Um, Guardians looks awesome. I got it installed and ready to go. I, what is it? Does it launch at noon? I can't boot up the game right now. So, launching noon Eastern is always a great idea for, you know, if we have to ping servers or anything, I'm sure it'll be really smooth. First pop a Halo and then dissing Gambit, and for that reason, I'm out. I don't have to diss Gambit. It disses itself. Do not play Hunt with Hilly. No, 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 no. <laughs> We're going to play. I got codes. I got codes for Escape Room Simulator. It actually looks really fun, charming, probably good for a couple of hours. We're going to play that on Friday night. A freaking Phasmophobia. It killed me. It killed me that nobody warned me about Phasmophobia. If you're a fan of Phasmophobia and you recommended that to me and you didn't warn me about that game, then frick you. <laughs> Lona, you're going to need a notebook. You're going to need to know there's like eight times of, there's like eight kinds of ghosts. You want to go to every room. First, you're going to want to check for the temperature. And then what you're going to want to do is go back to the bus. And then you're going to want to get the thing out of the bus and bring it back to each individual room. Once you go into each individual room, you're going to want to turn the lights off. If you turn the lights off, you're going to want to use each individual tool in each individual room and look for ghost activity. Now, ghosts don't just react to their name. Ghosts actually react to questions, but you can use their name to provoke them, to make them do stuff, to make them track down into the room that you think they might be in. And that's how you solve it. Frick you. <laughs> Frick you. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. 
I could not believe it. I was like, nobody warned me? Have you ever watched me play a video game with Hilly? Like, ever? We couldn't play Portal 2! <laughs> we couldn't play Portal 2! And people suggested Phasmophobia! I was so angry at the people that suggested it! I was like, what on earth? Who thought we could do this? <laughs> who thought... Who thought this was possible? <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't forget that after doing all that you still might not be able to find them I was so angry bro I was absolutely furious <laughs> that's a tiktok clip make sure and put it in the clips rooms uh, Sven uh, I like to swear at the ghosts and insult them they usually respond I felt like you were holding me back in phasmophobia. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, I was holding Hilly back, guys. It was it was all it, it was it really was. It was all on me, man. The salt was real. Oh, I was heated. I was so heated, dude. I was so ticked. I was like, dude, two times in a row now. I just want to chill with Hilly and have drinks. And we can't do it! You know? What made you mad more, though? Phasmophobia or me suggesting Grounded? Well, Grounded was 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 not, like, bad right out of the gate. Do you understand? Why is the clips button gone? You were probably here before the stream started. You have to refresh and it should appear. If you're here literally right before it starts, the clips button isn't there because I'm not live. Um... What did we what did we play? What did we play before Phasmophobia? What was it? Oh, it was Man of Medan. Yeah, Man of Medan kept crashing. We kept having to reload it. It wasn't that funny. So like two weeks in a row, just duds. Just duds. I was so ticked. I was so ticked. Oh. Grounded was fun depending on how you play. Grounded could have been good. Grounded just doesn't work because once you start drinking, man, a game a game can't throw you into the deep end of the pool that fast, right? Just deep end of the pool, like spiders are harassing you and there's mosquitoes and everything else. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Grounded wasn't as bad, but Grounded got really, really bad. I literally chopped the end of that stream. Like, I got so mad and so nasty. I was like, I don't like that. We, we, we uh, I was talking with about this with Creature. And I know Hilly's going to be excited about this. We're going to have to move the Hilly show, me and Hilly uh, playing on Friday nights, Hilly hijinks. We're going to have to move that back here to this channel. Because we can't put gaming content over there anymore. SNTR Presents is basically going to become an entertainment channel. It's going to be about, like, entertainment, culture, and, you know, content creation. Streaming, YouTube, Twitch, all that. So, that channel can't get gameplay. It, it'll, it'll, confuse the, it'll confuse the algorithms and stuff. So, we're going to have to bring the Hilly Hijinks show back here. So, most of you won't know the difference as long as you're subscribed to both channels. So, uh, I was afraid to say anything in chat on Friday. Lona was so mad, he had his dad voice going. 
the thing that like oh there's layers of frustration when that happens because there's an audience that's getting like a bad show and it kind of ruins and sours your night so I'm angry about that I'm angry that we can't have fun and then I'm angry because there's no way to put the train back on the tracks it's like there's nothing we can do it's like and, and the thing is is it gets worse it's like we tried and we tried and we tried just over and over and over again to put the train back on the tracks I'm like I want to give people the show let's like let, okay what the first thing we did was okay let's go do the tutorial so we go do the tutorial I'm like okay I think I have a gist of what we're supposed to do so we go and apply everything we learned from the tutorial and it doesn't work and then people are like well no you're actually supposed to do this so then I do exactly what they said I did I, oh, oh there's clues on the board so in the next mission oh we'll go do the clues on the board so we do the clues on the board nothing I was like, are you kidding me? Like, that's what I said. I was like, why not give somebody a first mission dunker? Just like super easy. You apply the formula and it works. And then it grows in difficulty from there. No, the first one, they're just like, nah, dude, frick you. <laughs> you, you get, you get, you get nothing. <laughs> you get nothing. I can see Snow enjoying the game. She's not really a gamer. Different strokes, different folks, I guess. It just depends I do think playing with other people, playing with people that know what they're doing, like having one person in the group kind of hold your hand, I think is how a lot of people get into that game. I don't think a lot of people just sit down and figure that game out on their own. I guarantee you, a large portion of the people that got into that game, somebody got them into it, right? Did you try saying the ghost's name? Zubair, to your credit, you were in the chat trying to be funny, but it just doesn't land when I get that irritated. Like, I can't come down. I'm so hot. I can't come down. Like, Hilly got me to laugh a couple times. I was like, this is a freaking wash. Like, there's nothing we can do. We cannot, we can't fix this. It's the, the ship is sinking. The ship is sinking. <laughs> uh, given enough time, Batman wouldn't have been able to get Hilly in a state to be able to play that game. <laughs> Yeah, give it enough time. Even Batman couldn't have figured that frick out. It, it was it was rough. It was rough. If you're gonna take suggestions, you might want to start testing the games beforehand. Yeah, Mark Clark, Mark Clark, <laughs> Mark Clark. <laughs> Eugene's comments about your literacy skills full sent me. Well, like, I th- that's what irritated me, too, is people acted like I didn't read. I said, listen, I know that's a Lono meme. I know one of the memes is Lono doesn't read, but we read the clues line by line out loud, and we did, like, exactly what the clues said. And people were like, well, you're supposed to ask it questions. I'm like, what the frick? I was like, the board said to go it alone and say their name to make them angry. And I am angry. Like, the ghost isn't angry. People are like, well, you didn't read the clue. I'm like, yes, we did. <laughs> Don't tell me I didn't read when I've read. I'll get hot. I'll get real hot. Eugene told me I didn't read the description. I skimmed the description on the sword and dark souls. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> I got hot at that too. I was like, no. I was like, I read it. <laughs> I read it line by line. <laughs> if you're here for Halo, I really apologize about everything that's happening right now. It's just kind of the flow. You know, I just, it, we just, we, I have issues. I have issues. You weren't there. 
Yeah, Eugene, you weren't there, but you you would have you would have you would have poked it. You would have poked that bear. I'm freaking raging out in Dark Souls, and you poked the bear. Like you would have poked that bear on Friday night. You'd be like, "Did you actually read it?" <laughs> I was elected to lead, not read. That's right. Reddit didn't comprehend it. Yeah, because imbue means charge. <laughs> Do you want to know why I really, like, my anger, my anger was like, it became a resolved state of anger about that boss in Dark Souls 3. Because he is the coolest looking boss I've fought up to now. He is the coolest looking boss in the game up to now. And he's a freaking gimmick. How fun would that fight be if you had to, like, hit his ankle, knock the armor off, stun him, and then, like, hit his hand? Like, his attacks were cool. He looks cool. He is cool. And then it's like, yeah, he's a four-hit boss. All you got to do is charge this stupid sword up. Charge this sword up. It does? Oh, okay. Hang on a second. Let's see. What's this say here? imbue inspire or penetrate with yeah i'd like to imbue your head (laughs) inspire or permeate with that doesn't have anything to do with charge (laughs) the entire performance was imbued with sparkle (laughs) uh In any case, in any case, I was actually more angry once I beat him. I was like, are you serious? I was like, that's such a cool boss. Don't get me started on Yorm, and his lore backs him up. He has a whole quest line where you journey to the profane capital with his best friend to keep an oath. He was awesome looking. We need at least a five-hour cooldown between From Friday and Friday night. (laughs) You didn't even read the definition correctly? I'm, I, I was literally on Google. Inspire or permeate with a feeling or quality. That's what I'm reading it word for word. Inspire or permeate with a feeling or a quality. <clears throat> so to permeate something with a quality. I don't understand. You like. I know we like to joke that I can't read, but I'm actually a very intelligent person. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if you can tell, Eugene. I'm pretty smart. I know how to read English. <laughs> Charge is a synonym of imbue. Well, I'll tell you what. The next time I play Dark Souls, I'll bring a thesaurus. So that way, when I pick an item up, I'll read the lore, and then I'll say, well, let's check all the synonyms for the verbs so that just in case I missed something, I'll be, I'll be okay. I'll be, I'll, I'll be ready. Get the frick out of here. Get out of here. It's a synonym. Your mom's a synonym. I'm getting hot. I have to open the door. It's getting hot in the office. Ah. 
Uh, oh, loud! He going after mamas again. <laughs> I just got here. Why is he talking about my mom? <laughs> I just walked in. This is unbelievable. East Coast with a five dollar tip. I saw the PC preview of Halo Infinite. Target FPS and triple key binds are like a wet dream. I've never been more hyped for a game quality of life than before Halo. Dope. Dope. I came back to screaming. What is going on? Rewind it. You read the item, and then immediately you ran off to fight him. You didn't practice with the weapon. You just went right in. Eugene, have you played Dark Souls? I'm, I'm gonna... I'm gonna... Oh, that's right. You haven't. Assuming the stance, describe something in the game that you're unaware of, because you've never played it. So when you assume a stance, you just go like this, and as long as you get the sword in the readying position, you've assumed the stance, and you can do the thing. Up to that point, there's never been a time in Dark Souls that where they have you assume the stance and then charge up the thing. You just assume the stance and then you have two attacks that you can do. A right bumper and a right trigger. You, having not played the game, didn't know that. So you assumed, wrongly, that I needed to practice. I did practice. I went like this with the sword, assumed the stance, was like, cool, I have to do this with the sword in order to hurt the guy literally says assume the stance that's what that is having not played the game you thought I was supposed to like do my own self made tutorial with the weapon you learn how to do stances like at the very beginning of the game I don't use them because there's a risk reward element to them and I don't like them you can use them against like the shield knights and stuff a lot of the shield knights use stances against you that's why they freaking murder you because they do tons of damage Stances in Dark Souls are like high-risk, high-reward combat because you have to stand there and wait. But there's not like a charge-up, like a... Like, now I'm going to do more damage. No, once you assume the stance, you're free and clear to do the two attacks. So, when I read it, that's what it described. It It didn't say anything about charging. That's why. Having played the game, like, that's why I misunderstood it. You can always charge your heavy attack, so I always check if there's a charge mechanic. Wait, so, but since when? Because when you first do it in the beginning of the game, there is no charge. You just assume the stance, you stand there, and wait until they get close enough, and then you can, like, do it. Are there certain swords that have that, like, a charge thing? Excuse me. It doesn't even charge a heavy attack. You literally charge the sword up and like slam the ground. I was using a light attack to to blind him in that fight. I wasn't even using a heavy attack. I was just using a light attack and like slamming the ground and bing, he gets blinded. I wasn't using a heavy attack to do that. It was four hits and they were all light. I literally charged the sword up. Up to that point, I've never picked up a weapon that you could like charge up and it's like bl- like blazing with light. You can hold your heavy attack button for different lengths of holding down the button. Okay, that has nothing to do with charging up the sword though. You're talking about holding the heavy attack button for different lengths. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about holding the stance for an extended period of time and getting a charge up mechanic. That's not in the game up until that point. 
You just assume the stance, and then you have the option to attack in two different ways. And as you're saying, you can hold to get varying lengths. My point to Eugene is, based on the game mechanics up to that point, assuming the stance means, oh, it wants me to assume a stance with the sword. Not charge it up. Is he talking about the moonlight sword? It's the, the storm sword that you beat Yorm with. <clears throat> no, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't using the claymore. That was my first mistake. <laughs> that was my first mistake. Still want to see this fight? You can see that fight, Fuzzy. I hate her. I beat her. I beat your man, the dancer, in the same stream. You got to go to the last episode of From Friday. I beat her. I think she's. Tr- I think she's trash. I think she's stunlock trash. I don't like her. <clears throat> a lot of people do Yorm filling him with arrows. Oh, I could definitely see a challenge where you whittle him down. I mean, I was whittling him down. I got to the point where he couldn't touch me. Like I knew his two. If I was close enough, he just kept doing the same two attacks. I did not get it the first time, though. I had to practice at the bonfire to understand it. I didn't understand that I was triggering a mechanic. I thought the sword itself was like, oh, this sword will bring him to his knees. That's what I thought. Like, I read the lore. I was like, oh, this sword will bring him to his knees. Cool. Assume the stance hit him and he'll fall down or whatever. I, I don't think it was an unreasonable conclusion to come to. It wasn't because I skimmed the lore. I read the lore in its entirety and thought, oh, if I assume the stance, this sword will bring this guy to his knees, and then I'll be able to do some damage. And it didn't do it, and then people were like, you go to charge it up. And I was like, the frick did you say to me? Like, that's why, that's how I felt. <laughs> uh <clears throat> both of us never assumed deer are you talking to me fuzzy I, w- I wouldn't assume you can you can, I, I fought the dancer I thought you were saying you wanted to see that fight still want to see this fight I fought the dancer and beat the dancer Let me tell you something about the dancer. Everybody talks about the dancer being like one of the hardest fights and so cool and blah, blah, blah. How many times did it take me to beat her? Seven or eight times? Frick that dancer. She's stunlocked trash. She's stunlocked trash. She looks cool. She moves cool. I love her false starts. I love her looky lose. But she's freaking stunlocked trash. And I beat her on like my seventh or eighth try. Get the frick out of here. Sit down. She's nothing. <clears throat> the lore on the gun was pretty straightforward. <laughs> Shut up, Abe. <laughs> That's a band name, kids. Stunlock Trash. <laughs> We're Stunlock Trash. We're a grunge band. I remember so many people seething when Dark Souls 3 came out because of the dancer. The the assuming was in referencing to assuming a stance. It says that! It says take the stance... Whatever. I'm I'm done. I'm done defending my base level reading of lore, you know, and I didn't get out of the source and, like, look up a synonym for imbue. 
it literally spins a storm animation when you assume the stance. So again, it seemed like, oh, it's got magic that shows up when you take this stance. Like, come on. It was an easy mistake to make. Yeah, I don't like the dancer. And it's not, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think the dancer is super cool. I do. I like the fact that she messes with you. Like, her animations and her false starts are super dope. But the fact that so many of her attack patterns are stun lock, get the frick out of here. Grabbing me and taking half my health, get out of here with that. No, you, you not allowing me to mitigate damage is the quickest way for me to be like, it's a cheap fight. It's a cheap fight. What's the point in having a huge health bar? Just give me, give me two red dots at the top of the freaking screen then. If you get hit twice, you're dead. Like, that's what it feels like. It's like, she grabs you. There goes one of your red dots. Better heal. And if not, she'll catch you on the lower half of your health and stun lock you, and then you're dead. So anyways, Halo. Yeah. General piece of advice for the future. Just carry a thesaurus with you anytime you're gaming. Can never be too prepared. Oh, Abe, you think you're so funny. I already went on a rant about that. You're just late to the party. Where were you, by the way? TikTok, Abraham. Abraham, TikTok. We are, I already made that joke. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was good. Uh, she's still my favorite. She fights offbeat. A smart man needs a thesaurus. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't know what the synonyms for imbue are. I don't. (laughs) I'm on West Coast time. Give me a break. Well, at least it's West Coast time and not, you know, the other time that makes you late, Abe. Come on. (laughs) There he goes, doxing me with the government. I gotta use my government, man. <laughs> Some of us just woke up. I know, I know, I know. Uh, you said it really well, like ours in Arabic. Yeah, that well, that would be like uh, that would also be the way it's pronounced, I believe, in uh, in Hebrew, right? Abraham. <laughs> Stunlock trash. There she is. <sighs> <laughs> What's another word for thesaurus? <laughs> uh, I read it, but I can't type fast enough. I have a baby on my lap. <laughs> uh, that, come on, Hex. Really? I'm a dad, so I totally get down with using the baby as an excuse. Like, sorry, we can't come, you know, the baby. It's the, gr- it's the greatest get-out-of-jail-free card ever. <laughs> Uh. Uh. that's the time to make me late well at least you own it Mo (laughs) at least you own it I had a guy when I worked at Dial America (laughs) he'd come in every day and he'd have one of those icy pops from like the 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 gas station with the K what is it the K what's that gas station called and they have the big styrofoam cups and the icy pops he'd come in every day with one of those he'd be like traffic man traffic (laughs) I'm like yeah there's always traffic (laughs) the rest of us take into account traffic circle K that's it yeah he'd always come in with his circle K big styrofoam icy icy pop you know his 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 (laughs) 
his drink, and uh, he's like, traffic, man, traffic. And I was like, I, I understand that there's traffic. I got here too, in spite of the traffic. <laughs> uh, I had to write him up so many times. He just couldn't do it, man. He couldn't do it. He just could not get there on time. I think they ended up letting him go because he was—he literally was late like so much. It was like, it's a four-hour shift, homie. You're 15 minutes late. That's a chunk of the shift. You're on the phone for four hours, you know. <laughs> what? That's an eighth of the shift already gone. <clears throat> Wait, no. Is, would that is that the right? No. No, it's a fourth of an hour. It'd be one third. No, it's not an eighth. Because it's four hours. If it was a two-hour shift, it'd be an eighth. Sorry. In any case, yeah, I think they let him go. It's a sixteenth. No, is it a six? Yeah, it's a six. Yeah, it's a sixteenth. That's it. That's it. That's it. I think we took breaks halfway through. I think we took breaks halfway through, and that's why somebody once told him, they're like, the first half of the shift's already over, you already missed an eighth of the shift. I remember somebody saying that to him, that's why I said that. We would take breaks, like, at the halfway point, because we would switch time zones. You would, like, stop calling East Coast, and you would start start calling West. And the one manager told him, he's like, he's like, the front half of the shift's two hours. He's like, you already missed an eighth of the shift. Miss an eighth of that, or something like that. He was, like, scolding him. <clears throat> and then the second half of the shift, we'd start calling Central and West. And sometimes the machine would glitch. And I remember once, like, at the beginning of the shift, suddenly I was calling, like, Honolulu. And I was like, I'm calling Honolulu! Like, my friend always remembers that. He thought it was so funny that I shouted that out. I was like, I'm calling Honolulu! It's like, it was way too early in the shift to call Honolulu. So <sighs> good. I'm an accountant, so my brain is math primed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Madam keeps the books on the coffee. She does. Math was never my strong suit. I was good in math when there were formulas because I could memorize anything. Like, I, my wife thinks I have photographic memory. I don't think I do. But we would study and go through note cards, and I would have them memorized after just, like, one time through. <clears throat> and it drove her crazy. She hated it. She hated studying with me. And so when I got into math and I could just memorize formulas, I was golden. But anything else? No. <laughs> like quick math or, you know, like carry the one. Doo, 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 doo. No, I've always been bad at that. I've always been bad at that. It's not my strong suit. <clears throat> Memorization just was super easy for me. I remember I was in like the fourth grade and spelling was where I excelled because I could just memorize how to spell a word. I remember my mom being like motorcycle and I just I just did it like the first try. <clears throat> And she thought I was cheating. She thought, like, how did you do that? And I was like, I don't know. I just memorized it. So from, like, fourth grade on, it was clear, like, I could memorize virtually anything. But if it came to, like, the things I was the worst at was, uh, hit, like, it, dates are the freaking worst because you can't do anything with them. So if I make a note card and can, like, write it in my own words, it's so easy to memorize. But being like, such and such happened in 1776. Like, I'm so bad about that. Because there's nothing I can do with it. I'm like, it's just a, bl- like, it's just a cold, hard fact. And it doesn't, it doesn't stick in my brain. It just like, boom, just like bounces off. Yeah, I saw the Returnal update. 
As an accountant, I literally have no idea how to do mental math anymore. It's because I'm never far from a calculator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I remember being like, you're not always going to have a calculator with you. And like, I saw like a meme of like Leonardo DiCaprio, like holding a phone. <laughs> I'm afraid for our youth on how they're teaching math now. My daughter is really good at math and it's because my wife uses some method of teaching that's like, I forget what it is. It's like units or something. I forget. My daughter's very good at math. She's seven and I mean, she's quick. Somebody, somebody said something the other day of like, I think somebody said something like eight and eight and she was just like immediately like, oh, 16. I was like, say what now? Like, she's quick. She's very quick. My son will throw out random like things. He'll be like, what's 72 plus four? And she'll just sit there and she'll be like, 76. So she'll just do it in her head. <clears throat> I forget what the method is, but it seems to be very effective. It seems to be very effective. She's already very good at reading. Um... She's very good at reading already and math. She's probably going to be... She'll be the brain of the family, I'm assuming. Just how she's wired. Both my boys love math. My oldest wants to be an accountant like me. Death and taxes. Death and taxes. It's a good industry to get into. I had a friend... I had a a friend who got into uh, accounting. And he he just like works from home. He's like CPA services from home. Makes great money. Everyone over a certain age is horrified by math that is taught today, but it's way better, less memorized, and more giving the skills to figure it out. Yeah, like, she's she's teaching her, that's exactly what it is. It's almost like teaching her the skills to think about math, and not just memorize, like, 2 times 2 is 4. 4 times 4 is 16. Like, what the frick? That doesn't, th- th- there's no, there's no number theory there. There's no logic. It's just, you're literally just regurgitating, like, you know... You're just regurgitating it back. You're not understanding it, you know? Became certified to be a men's men's gymnastics judge. I have to calculate a start score, deductions, final score, about 90 seconds with no calculator. How do you do that when they just, you know, they look so nice? Like, is it distracting? (laughs) I tried, I I wanted to draw that out longer so that the punchline wasn't so quick. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I wanted to draw it out. I wanted to make the punchline more of a sucker punch, but I just dove right in. My son is nine. And he's brilliant at math. They have to give him work from several years above to keep him engaged. Oh boy. That's a blessing and a curse, isn't it? That's a blessing and a curse. <clears throat> Intelligence at young ages can be, man, it can be bad. <clears throat> they're putting rules and stipulations across operations that don't need them they're being taught that 5 times 3 and 3 times 5 are not the same thing what? wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute they're being taught, explain that to me like, uh, like Denzel says explain this to me like I'm 5 years old why are they being taught that five times three and three times five are not the same thing? Like, what's the what's the logic behind that? <clears throat> is it because of, of is it be, is it because of like for like when there's a formula and you got to do things in a different order? Like you do the stuff in the parentheses first, and you do something right outside the parentheses next. And blah, I hated that. <clears throat> 
They aren't the same thing. They have the same answer. I guess that's true. One is multiplying three, and the other is multiplying by three, and the other is multiplying by five. They're not the same thing. Three groups of five is totally different than five groups of three. I think that's how my daughter's learning. It's groups. Like, she groups things to figure things out. I guess that makes sense. No, that does make sense because you're equipping them with the tools to logically figure something out instead of just memorizing the fact that well, five times three and three times five are the same because they have the same answer. Well, they're not the same because one's modifying a different thing and another's modifying. They're, they're not the same thing. And if you equip them with the logic and the deduction to figure that out, then they can figure out anything that's multiplied. Because they have the tools of, they understand multiplication. They don't, they've not memorized a multiplication table. You're equipping them to understand how multiplication functions as opposed to being like, four times four is 16, five times five is 25. Like that doesn't, you're not teaching them. They're regurgitating. They don't, it's not landing in their brain. That actually makes sense. That's probably why my daughter's good at math. Uh, I truly cannot give the logic behind uh, that, but I've helped my dad's friend's daughter and seen her textbooks. They're being taught to solve the equation in front of them, uh, but not to think fluidly. If you understand grouping, you don't need to know every answer up to 12 by 12. Right, 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 right. Again, you're equipping them to understand multiplication as a function instead of just memorizing, like... Because any kid, given enough time... Given enough time can do that, can just memorize like, you know, 1 through 12 multiplication table. You know what I'm saying? Like, doesn't mean they understand multiplication. The concepts are what new math instruction is supposed to teach. How to look at what numbers actually mean, not just memorizing formulas. Whatever my wife's using must be some, must be some amalgamation of that, because she, that's what she's doing. And my daughter is, she's picking it up. Hey, we've only had one coffee order today, so if you haven't put in a coffee order, get those in. Madam likes to see three a day, so uh, we don't want to disappoint. Um, um, okay. I need that tutoring. Uh, I have a math block. I'm logical. I get that three times five is 15, but why does it equal 15? Because there's three sets of five. That's how my daughter would figure it out, Atwood. You think of it as if you if you have if you have the set of five, what happens when you have three of those sets? That's that's what she does. She's like she sets them out and she's like fifteen. She understands that you are multiplying a set of five. So the three could be a four and you could still figure it out the three could be a six and you can still figure out why it's just a matter of how many sets of five do you have that's that's essentially what you're doing is your that's the function of multiplication you are multiplying you teach multiplication through addition right essentially that's what it is when you add three sets of five up what do you get you get 15 you have multiplied a set of five three times like that's why that's why I said I need that tutoring that makes sense what I learned and still learning is bleh well I mean I don't know maybe I, there's probably YouTube videos Atwood 
I would look and see if there's YouTube videos that would be able to explain it. I don't know. That that seems like there'd be a resource available somewhere to uh, assist you. Ugh. Whew. Mm. Oh. When I was taught math, the lesson landed with no problem. Today's math seems more like you can solve the problem on the page, but not understand how to turn life into a math problem. I don't understand the last part of what you're saying. Make sure and take our poll, guys, in chat. Looks like most folks here are interested in the campaign. That's nah, not that surprising, uh, honestly, given the, given the uh, the crowd that's usually here. A lot of you guys are PVE-oriented, uh, and that's fine. That is not surprising. Do-do-do-do-do. I'm checking on something. Man, we, uh... We were a little nervous. We were a little nervous about dipping back into Halo a second day. But, uh... Yeah, you guys have been awesome today. It's been a really, really strong turnout. That's really encouraging. We, um... We weren't really sure what would happen after all the new world pivoting back to variety and then we'll see how the next stream goes because we're going to be we'll kick off the new world gameplay with an update about the new world transfers being suspended but um, I appreciate the turnout I appreciate the support it's really encouraging to see it's been a while been pretty busy glad to see you're doing well I'll be watching that interview uh, today probably the what the gothics interview unfortunately vanessa had to restart her computer like three or four times she was having problems that day and she completely spaced and didn't realize that i was super quiet in the recording ordinarily she would be streaming that and the audience would have told her and she would have fixed it but we recorded it so she had no idea so she's she's great at a great volume and i sound quiet i have no control over that i'm just on a on a conference with her you know what i mean um how much Halo have we talked about today? People just like talking. Uh, I would say we talked Halo for a solid hour, J-Stock. Solid hour. Um, and then we pivoted to other things. So yeah, we, 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 had a good, we got a good solid hour out of Halo, you know. And we could have kept talking about it, but, you know, we started having fun. Did you see Grounding got another update? Should check that out. Did they delete the spiders from the game? <laughs> yeah, we had a solid fight about Halo. You know, Zubair and Hilly slobbered all over the game and you know I made fun of them and called the trailer tepid it was good it was a good it was a good <laughs> it was good it was a good fight it was a good fight I want to know what's the incentive to keep playing am I just going to burn through the campaign in today or will it last that's yeah DMG that's, that's a good that I mean that was one of the the things I brought up this morning is you know what uh, what's the ongoing content plan did you try asking the spiders questions? You know, Abe, I bet you if I knew their names. <laughs> I bet you if I knew their names, I could have said their names and provoked them. <laughs> I could have provoked them and it all would have been fine. You know, it all would have been fine. Um, so where's that one going to end up? Yeah, the, the the first video we put on SNTR Presents the Twitch one, it did okay. I'm interested to see how the Dave one does today. I'm mid-30s, my generation, and the one before me are terrible at math because they don't understand number theories. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Madam needs a YouTube channel to teach math. She knows what she's doing. She's too busy teaching our kids, and she she wouldn't want to have a YouTube channel, trust me. Um, I knew it was something like that because her quality was the same as your roundtable, but the episode... 
She was fine and you were a whisper. Yeah, I don't have any control over it. You know what I'm saying? Because I can't see what she's doing. I just hopped on this. I just went to this website thing and I could see myself and I could see her, but I had no idea what my audio levels were. I, I, I can't see that. I'm not, I'm not, I can't see her software that she's recording with. Like if I could have seen whatever she was recording in, whether it was OBS or whatnot, I've been like, my mic's not hitting yellow or red and yours is. So I'm going to sound like a freaking like, like I'm whispering through a tin can. thundercats ho yeah 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 thundercats ho don't forget if you you like the shirt i'm wearing it always comes from 80s tees use the shirt command use my code uh if you want to get any of the shirts over there uh as well as the displates behind me uh it seems that the displates are working again i got credit for somebody's order on the 21st they ordered two different displates so we're not sure what happened between the first of october and the 21st of october but the displates uh it it seems to be working again i'm getting credit again so quiet lona was a nice change of pace he wasn't yelling about spiders or being a smart man I didn't say I was a smart man. I said I'm an, I'm intelligent. Like I'm intelligent. I know how to read. <laughs> Eugene made it seem like I didn't read the definition. I read it. As someone who has managed that age group in jobs requiring basic math, they don't understand it at all. I mean, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It's the weak. It's the it's my weakest aspect of like. If you were to quiz me, like make me take a spectrum of tests. That would math would easily be my I would score the lowest. I would there's no doubt in my mind. Everything else would be fine. Like I would I would show like okay this guy's you know a reasonably intelligent person, but gosh his math is super weak. Like that 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 wouldn't surprise me at all. I would look at an aptitude test and probably fall pretty low on math. And then you know recollection or I don't even know what they would test you on. Like if it would be like scientific stuff a lot of the scientific stuff chemistry in that it involves math i I was very bad in chemistry i never liked it um a lot of formulas a lot of weird stuff didn't make sense and then i'm trying to think of the other classes i did pretty good in i did fine in english i did fine in spanish spanish was all memorization um there was like a political science class i did okay in that one you know history was boring which is which hurt which made it hard to study you know but golly, freaking math. I know. Intelligence is similar and smart. Yeah, there's a difference between I'm smart and being like, I, you know, I have reasonable te- levels of intelligence. I killed it in STEM, but I struggle with everything else. Question about homeschooling. Does your wife have to be certified or how does that work? Just curious. She has to send a letter of intent to like the public school system indicating that she will be teaching from home. And she has to log all the hours. So as long as she logs a certain amount of hours, she doesn't have to be certified. No. I'm not really sure how all that works because obviously you could have a crazy person send a letter of intent and then not educate their child well at all. You know what I mean? My wife is like hyper-organized. I've said it before. Like, my wife could like run a country. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how she's wired. She was... She handled all the logistics at an AT&T store. She handles all the logistics of the coffee. She's teaching her kids. Like, she's super, super hyper-organized. Um, and she's very smart. But I, how many kids have a mom like that? Or a dad like that? Like, that are like, oh, I'll homeschool you. You know, 
I don't know. I'm not really sure how many checks and balances are there. I think the assumption would be if a parent has the intention to teach their child and logs the appropriate amount of hours, I mean, you would just hope and believe that, like, the kid's getting a fine education. Like, they're not going to be getting taught, like, poorly, you know? I've met... I've never met a kid that went through homeschool that was, like, shortchanged or dumb. They're usually... Honestly, in my in my experience, they're actually usually a little bit. Um, I feel like, th- in my experience, they're better. They have a better education. Uh, I think it's because they get so much one to one. It's their their the curriculum and the and the lessons can be more adapted to them, and then it's more grounded and they and they and they uh, they retain it. I think better because of the one to one. And I mean, I I think that's true in public education too. Like the smaller the classroom, the better the retention. Because there's more one-to-one. You know what I mean? Um. <clears throat> like, my daughter's going to be eight and can already read, you know, fairly well and do math fairly well. And I, I think that puts her pretty in a pretty good bracket, you know. Her abilities right now as a student, I think she's in a great bracket as, a, as an almost eight-year-old. Um, there's a reason they're required to get two to three points higher on the SATs in order to qualify for scholarships, better education. Oh, really? I didn't, is that true? I didn't know that. Um, I have my 12 year old nephew who started with Bodmas in the UK and he's far better at math now than I was at, uh, at that age. Right. How involved in the school district with the homeschooling? Do they still do standardized testing? I actually don't know, Abe. They're a little young for that, so I'm not sure. Um, aren't you worried about learning social skills if they don't go to school? I, I love this question because I get where you're coming from, but what social skills did you learn in school? I'm just curious. Sitting in a room silently for long periods of time, then what, recess? Like... I didn't learn good social skills in school. I have to unlearn a lot of what I learned in school in high school. It was actually really bad for me socially. <laughs> it's like, not all schools are like this. But like, are we going to act like every school out there doesn't have a propensity to being socially toxic and bad? <laughs> however, however, <laughs> however, um... We are actually very intentional about that. They're always with friends. They go hiking with friends. They obviously have friends that they hang out with at church and play with. They were in a soccer league. Like, we're very intentional about that. They're not, like, locked in rooms all day studying and then, like, they get to go outside for an hour recess. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they're the idea that, like, well, if they homeschool, they're never going to see other children. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying? It's... The question presumes a reality that almost never exists. Like, oh, if you homeschool your kids, they never hang out with other children. They're going to be weird. Like, I'm sure there are parents that do that. Hyper-sheltered, hyper-protective, and their kids don't interact with other children. But, like, nine times out of ten, homeschool kids are perfectly fine socially. They're perfectly fine. They interact with other children. They usually have co-ops that they can go be a part of and be around other children. There's kids in the neighborhood. They're, maybe they go to church. Maybe they're on a sports team. Things like that. So, you know, I thought they they did very well with, with the soccer. I actually thought that was very, very good for them. Um, so it's, it's a very false presumption to think that, like, homeschooling equals no social interaction. 
because honestly if you think about it it frees them up for more intentional social interaction instead of like sitting in a room for long periods of time to like like just beating them in the head with education and then go run outside for a little bit um and then that's going to somehow teach them social skills you with with a more focused education a more personalized education then there's opportunities to be like okay we're done for the day let's go with our friends and go hiking uh let's go meet our friends at the park things like that you can be a lot more intentional with uh and then you can ensure your kids are hanging out with uh kids that are good for your kids right sometimes they're kids that they uh bad influence or there are there are children that will bring out you know the the more degenerate parts of your children you know there are kids that just like yeah these kids aren't good together you know wasn't presuming just asking no no no, kareem that's a common question and the question presumes quite a bit actually you might not have been presuming, but the question presumes like, well, if they're homeschooling, aren't you worried about their social skills? Well, that question is presuming and assuming there'll be a lack of social interaction because they're homeschooled, right? It's not necessarily a bad presumption and assumption. Think about it. Instead of going into a place where there's lots of other children, they're at home with mom. So you think, oh, they're going to lack, they're going to lack social interaction. They're going to lack social development. It's not necessarily a bad presumption or assumption. It's built off of like a fairly logical way of looking at it. Like, well, if they're not around all these children, isn't that going to kind of mess up their social development? But it's presuming that that the parents would not supplement and be like, well, we're going to make sure that they interact with other children. We're going to make sure that they, you know, they have things to have that as a, as a form of development. Um, I wouldn't presume it makes kids awkward, but eliminates a common social experience. That value of the value of that you can decide, right? Like, are there going to be in their teens and be like, "Oh man, I I'm I'm lacking that common social experience of going to school"? Maybe, but they also can have more like the fact that all of their friends they were on a soccer team together. That common social experience is probably. I think better than being like, oh, well, we all went to the same school. You see what I'm saying? I mean, how many how many people do you find common ground with on that now? Or even like, as soon as you hit 19, like, is that even a common experience that matters anymore? After that, it's usually your interests that put you in funnels with friend in a, in a funnel of friendship. Usually your interests, right? Like the music that you like, the movies that you like, the sports team that you like. That's usually, you know, maybe you have a faith or, or a place that you go and worship. Like that's usually where your community forms. It doesn't necessarily form around like, oh, we all went to school. <clears throat> I don't think I've ever connected with somebody because we both went to elementary school. Right. Like Zubair said, you have to decide the value of it. I think it's got a very tenuous, very it's got a timestamp on it, right? It's got an expiration date. Like, you get to 20 and you're not like, oh man, middle school, what a time that was. Like, you don't think of it in that way, you know? It's incredibly formulating in who you are as a person. But I don't necessarily know if you think of it in that way. It's like a common human experience that bonds you to others. $5 from East Coast. Speaking as an adult who was homeschooled until college, the socialization was not an issue. The real problem I had was time management. Yes, when I started working from home, that was that was something I had to really work on because no one's cracking, no one's, no one's cracking that time whip, right? Hey, get to work, you know. I think I bonded with people more in college than I did in anywhere anywhere else. Like, 
how many people like I still interact with my buddies from college like that first year those homies are like homies for life Every, all the stages of life before that are just so they're not meaningless but there's just something so tenuous about it those who had less fulfilling social experience in the school see less value in those social experiences I actually had a great time my junior and senior year I had an absolute freaking blast and I still keep in contact with some of those guys I do when I got when I went through my cancel last year a couple of them reached out on Twitter and they're like hey if you need anything we're here None of the content creators did. Surprise, surprise. But these guys were like, even after all this time, 20 years, I graduated in 2000, 20 years, and some of my boys from high school were like, bro, I hope you're okay. If you need anything, we're here. Like, just an ear to be like, bro, you know, don't do anything drastic. You got people You got people that are here to support you if you need it. Like, I had two guys from high school do that. I actually had a pretty good time, you know, in high school but it just wasn't elementary school was yeah was pretty sour I would say it was pretty sour experience for me at elementary school was pretty rough middle school I guess I should say fourth grade to eighth grade was not an enjoyable time for me since graduation night of high school the only time I interacted with anybody from high school was to tell them that I had no interest in interacting with them (laughs) sounds about right I have buddies that I still hang out with I met in elementary school, middle school, high school, and especially college. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's different per person. It's different per person. For me, it's just a matter of being intentional with our kids and who they interact with. I think they can have they can have good friendships at this age that can be long-lasting, but you have to be super intentional. Like, truth be told, you only generally have so many friends that you actually kind of connect with and develop really good, strong friendships with. You can't be good friends with tons and tons of people. There just isn't time to develop the friendship. So even at this age, we like to we like to be very intentional. They're always hanging out with the sim, the, the you know the same sort of group, and developing those uh, those friendships and learning about sharing and fighting and you know playing well together and a team you know a team coming together in soccer. You know what I mean? Would you allow them to school go to school? when they got older it would depend it would really depend i would want to look at i would want to look at the school and the quality of the education that they would get there um, cuz you know kids are stupid <laughs> like they don't know they don't know what they want you know like my daughter had this fascination with riding a school bus that's not a good enough reason you know to be like yeah sure we'll we'll let you go get an education somewhere else <laughs> like well i want to make friends and I want to play volleyball. Well, there's ways to do that. You don't need to go to a school, right? So, it depends. It really does. Um, what what would the, what would be their reasoning? Because there are some excellent schools in our city. There really are. And if they wanted to go to one of those schools and get involved and get plugged in, you know, we would cross that bridge when we got there. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, maybe. You know, maybe. Classroom size would be important. Um, average GPAs, you know, all of that we would want to look at and say okay this is a good school especially because some of the ones we would want to look at would probably would probably cost money (laughs) you know um i don't i don't know if we would ever be like yeah you can go to public high school i don't know if we would do that um i don't know because my worry is especially for my daughter i think she's going to be well ahead of every age group that she's in and then public high school would be a joke 
for her. It'd be a joke. It'd be such a. It would be such a. Um, we, it would. We, that would not be us stewarding her intelligence very well. To be like, you know, yeah, here, you know, you're 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 gonna go into high school, you know, ninth grade, and she's operating in an eleventh grade education. <laughs> it would be a joke. It'd be a waste of time. She'd be bored. It would probably stunt her development. She wouldn't be challenged in any way. So we we'd have to consider that as well. Like, where are they scoring? Where are they at on the on the intelligence barometer? And then be like, it's not going to be good for you to go to a school like this. Now, if she were to test into the higher grades, that also can be rough. Then they're suddenly outside of their age bracket, and that can be uncomfortable and awkward. So, is it really worth it? to put them in that environment as well. Like, well, yeah, you're a ninth grader, but you're going to be hanging out with 11th, 11th, 11th graders. Like, mm, you know, it's touchy. It's touchy. Like, childhood development and education is a, it's an ongoing ongoing science and study and what's good, what's helpful, what's, you know, what's good for their psychology, what's good for their, their development. It's all, uh, it's all very, very uh, interesting and changing, but at the same time, like, I don't know. There's no there's no right way, there's no wrong way for sure. There's no right way or wrong way. You just do the best you can. You want to put them in the in the environment where you think they're going to flourish uh, the best. So. And technology is really changing things. Like higher education is also I think going to get devalued over the next 10 years. It already is devalued. Um, but I think that's going to continue. I think that trajectory is going to continue. Outside of specializations like doctors and stuff, um, a lot of higher education is just gonna f- is just gonna fade away, you know, because it just doesn't have any value. It doesn't. It's 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 too expensive, and it doesn't have any tra- value transmission into your into your life after the fact. You just end up with a bunch of debt and a degree that means nothing in the climate that we live in now. Hmm. <clears throat> In my country, it's very divided by city and district. Uh, so it's a very thought-out thing. Yeah, I mean, we, they do that here. They do that here. Um, hmm. They pull, they pulled the traditional shotgun from the initial campaign, but haven't said they will be replacing it. What, in Halo? I'd have to disagree. A degree means more now than ever. What level of degree are you talking about, Demetrius? Have you talked to any of the Have you talked to anybody post college? <laughs> so in twenty twenty one, you think degrees now mean more than ever? Who who? What are you basing that off of? There's like an entire populace of people right now with degrees they can do nothing with, nothing. Bachelors. Yeah, and then Eugene saying the bachelor degree doesn't mean crap. Yeah, bachelors are they're they're not worth anything now. They they're so meaningless. Uh, you 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 would want to look at some of the trends. You'd want to look at some of the employment trends and the generational trends. I don't think what you're saying is true. I don't. Basing it off my experience in the workforce as an Ivy League graduate. Whoop. Come on. Come on. 
No, 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 no. You got to do some. You got to do some research into the into the generational shift and the sociological shift. There is an entire generation of people right now with degrees that mean squat. They mean nothing. All it is is a. It, all it is is a, a a debt. A debt sentence is all it is for most of the generation that is attempting to enter the workforce right now with their degrees. Without a master's or a doctorate, as, as, as Creature is saying, the bachelor's is nothing. I work in finance, one of the highest paid industries. You can't work in the industry without a degree. Well, but as I just said a little bit ago, you're not necessarily disagreeing with what I said. I said specializations. Outside of specializations like doctors or finance, you know, like a CPA. Like the friend of mine... He got his degree and then got an internship and now he does CPA work from home and makes amazing money. Well, that's exactly what I was talking about. Like outside of that, like I said, many degrees are just going to fall away. They're meaningless. So many degrees are meaningless now. It's not true at all. My undergraduate education was identical to an MBA. I feel like you have me on mute. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like we're connecting here. I don't feel like we're connecting here. In you know finance and doctors and some of those fields, yes, the degree retains its value. It retains its value. I said many degrees are going to fall away because they're completely meaningless. There's so many people right now with a bachelor's that means nothing. It's they can't do anything with it. A basic a basic bachelor's in like business or communications. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're meaningless degrees. It's just a, it's just debt. It's just debt. I didn't say degrees are going away. I said degrees, many degrees are going away in value. Like their value is just going super, super low, like way down. I have a bachelor's of science in economics. Right, and you got into a field where the degree is required. Okay, that's super, super contextual to you. Many, many people right now have gotten bachelors in other fields and can do nothing with the bachelors. A lot of the fields want a master's. A lot of the fields don't have jobs. They spent all this money on a degree that doesn't have a tangible uh, career path to, to to pay for the degree. Does that make sense? For most of those specialized fields of study, you have to obtain certifications past your college education for it to be really worth anything. Some of that is also true, yes. You gotta get into like... Yeah, you gotta get your certifications. When the majority of entry-level jobs won four to five years of experience or two to three years with a master's degree, then yes, bachelor's degrees are getting undervalued. Yeah, they're, they're, that was the point that I was making. I wasn't saying like all degrees and all higher education. I said higher education as we know it is becoming devalued. It's, getting un, it's, it's going down in value. Why? Because like... I don't know, 50 to 60% of the degrees are worthless. They're worthless, and they cost tons of money. Journalism, business management, sociology, all useless. Right, that's that's the point that I was making, is tons of these degrees are going down in value. You can find degrees that are high in value. A doctor, medical sciences, you know, finance and accounting sure why death and taxes like medicine and money like that's it those industries will never go away because of death and taxes cpas nurses financial planners uh stockbrokers teachers even all have certifications right and all those fields are the fields where 
you're you're making good money and they're not going away. Is your point that degrees are losing their value unless you specialize in certain areas? 90% of that, 90% do not need degrees to get what they want done in life. You know, this gets this gets messy. My point was higher education as we know it is lowering in value. It's lowering in value because the people that went through it have flooded the workforce and can do nothing with their higher education. So what that does is it it sort of turns around to the next generation and it devalues it. It's like, well, why would I go get a degree? I'm looking at I'm looking at a barista with a bachelor's. You know, I'm I'm looking at a, an assistant manager at Target with a bachelor's. Like, what the frick? Why would I go get a bachelor's degree unless you want to get into medicine or money? If you want to get into accounting and finance or you want to get into medicine in some way, like a doctor, a nurse or whatever, dentist, dental, like those types of fields are are pretty much guaranteed for you to, you know, recoup the cost of the education. You say that, but you would never want your children to enter the workforce without a higher education because you know it would put them at a disadvantage. Who said I want them to enter the workforce? Like a lot of the studies of the economics uh, and and the the shift in America is that start you know doing your own business and starting up your own business and working for yourself is going to grow exponentially over the next twenty years. I'm not saying I don't want them then to enter the workforce, but why would I want them to enter the workforce? Like, look at the workforce in America right now. Why would you want your kids to enter that workforce? <laughs> Why? Why would you want your kids to enter this workforce? Yeah, go play a rigged game. Go ahead. <laughs> go work 50 hours a week to barely pay your bills as the C-suite employees buy 10 more boats. Like, what the frick? No. <laughs> I just assumed go tell them to play blackjack where the house always wins. The workforce provides opportunities to build generational wealth. Not the American workforce right now. What what work what American workforce right now? What funnel are you going in to build generational wealth? Where? Other than other than what you're doing, like a specialized field with upward with upward p- 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 potential. There's a clear path to becoming a C-suite employee. Yeah, I know. I'm a C-suite employee of my own business. It's pretty easy. You just do it on your own. <laughs> Finance? Right, but even that, D- Demetrius, you have to understand, like, my kids are seven and eight. Even that industry could get oversaturated. It could get oversaturated. It could become, like, the next, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's ever going to flood to finance, and then finance won't have any jobs. And then... Even if it does have jobs, saturation could affect upward mobility. Like, you can't climb the ladder because everybody's doing it. You see what I'm saying? Like, there is there is no guaranteed lane other than maybe medicine because you can always get another certification or, you know, go up in what you do as a physician. Whether you start a practice or get hired at a hospital or whatever. Outside of that, I, I don't. I don't think there's some like guaranteed upward ladder climb that's just always there to create generational wealth. Wait until you've lived through three de- 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 depressions in a pandemic, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, 
I need him to come back after the next recession caves in his industry and all his friends are out of work. <laughs> Don't be so bleak. He's 24. Come on. Let him be a little doe-eyed. Let him be a little doe-eyed. He's supposed to be at this age. <laughs> that sounds so condescending. But Demetrius, you are young. Like, I think some of it is that. I mean, I'm going to be 40 and some of these guys are, are, are my age or higher. You know, you just, you know, you got to... I, I hated hearing this at your age. Like, you don't know, and like, you're just wet behind the ears, and you're green, or whatever. But to a certain extent, you know, you've... You, you, you gotta put a little bit more time in, I think. And you might start seeing some of this reality rear its head. You know what I'm saying? The world is so big right now to you. It's so... Opportunities. The horizons are bright. You know? And that's great. That That's good. I hope that that, that all becomes true for you. I really, really do. I, I hope so. Um, but it's just not necessarily an axiom that you can, you can like lay at everybody's feet. Like, oh yeah, you can become a C-suite employee. Just get into finance. Just get an education. I work as a senior financial analyst. If I stayed at my company for 10 years, I'd be, uh, got, I don't know what that is to be an executive at a fortune 500 company due to my work ethic. Buddy, I hope it happens for you. I do. But you're probably pretty good at math, right? Doing what you do. The economic structure of America doesn't allow everybody to be a C-suite employee. It's built on the idea that there's way more people at the bottom. <laughs> like, it's, it, it, it's, our economy is literally built on that. Do the math, homie. It's a pyramid. There's way more people at the bottom. That's how it works. <laughs> how do you think those C-suite employees make what they make? Come on, man. <laughs> You're good at math. Crunch some of the numbers. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I went to the number one business school on the planet. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're in another league, bro. <laughs> I'm a bit of an outlier. You're good at math, and you can't see how much of an outlier you are, homie. You busted out of the bell curve. <laughs> how can you be this good at math and not see how far outside the bell curve you are? He doesn't realize he's the man yet. Yeah, he doesn't know it yet. You are the man. <laughs> you are the man, Ira. <laughs> you are the man. You're you you probably will be incredibly wealthy. You know what I'm saying? You probably will be. You're 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 outside the bell curve. You're raised by a single parent? Well, then they're the hero of the story, not you. Let me humble you. If you were raised by a single parent, they're the hero of the story, not you. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) The real hero of Batman's story is his dad, isn't it? You know, he built all that wealth. Batman couldn't do what he did without all that wealth, right? Your mom's actually the greatest? Yeah. She's She's got about 18 different capes, I'm sure. She's the hero. And buddy, you better go make some generational wealth if that's if that's what she did to give you the life that you have. You know what I'm saying? But, but, given everything we were just talking about, like, you have to see just how far outside the norm you are. You know what I'm saying? It's not about, like, a lot of times people hear, like, privilege and think, sometimes it's just about being, like, being humbled by seeing, like, oh, man, I'm blessed. Like, I I have, uh, man, I, I got, I'm lucky. I'm blessed. You know what I'm saying? You know? And, uh, 
sometimes I think this is this is one of the, this is one of the challenges. This is one of the challenges of a term like privilege is so loaded, isn't it? Isn't it? It's so loaded. It sounds like it sounds like it's sort of like a um a devaluation of your hard work or a devaluation of your work ethic. Like you didn't bust your freaking butt to get to where you are. You probably did. You probably lost sleep. You probably lost friends. You probably sacrificed all kinds of things to get where you are, right? But I do think sometimes it is helpful to press the pause button and see, I am in a pretty privileged position with respect to the ladder of society. And that means sometimes you might have a harder time seeing the perspective of the people who aren't in that position on the ladder, right? The, the, the rest of the the rest of the folks who have degrees the rest of the folks who aren't going to be at your sort of financial stability or your your potential financial growth like they're not there and never will be acting as if they could be can come off as sort of glib and like detached from reality I'm not saying that that's true of you but I think it's challenging it's super challenging to see life from somebody else's perspective. It's super hard. I have no idea what it's like to grow up poor in the Bronx or, you know, barely getting by in Harlem. I have no idea what it's like to grow up, you know, wealthy in LA. I don't know what the frick that's like. I have no idea how hard, challenging, frustrating, or or bad those lives can be, right? It's I have no idea, right? But when you start to hear people from those walks talking about their challenges and their problems, I think one of the dangers and the dilemmas is you offer them a solution that worked for you. Right? I acknowledge my immense privilege. I mean, I'm a 24 black man navigating the least diverse industry on the planet, and I'm blessed to have the opportunity. I grew up broke and was able to make it out. Man, what a freaking story. You see, like... Like, it's like you kind of won the lottery, right? So be careful. Be careful with thinking that everybody else can win the lottery, too. They just have to buy enough scratch-offs. Do you see what I'm saying? That's the, I think that's the key here, you know? I think, I think some of what you said is just driven by it's... Uh, he worked, he didn't win... Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people... Hear me out, hear me, hear me out, hear me out. A lot of people could put in the same amount of time as you and not get to jump through that ring of fire and come out of the other end and be like, yes! So many people could put in the same amount of work, same amount of blood, sweat, and tears and not win that winning ticket. You know? So, I mean... I'm, I'm like... It's weird to say, like, I'm proud of you. I'm like, man, that's freaking awesome. Like, how could you not be proud of somebody that was, like, raised by a single mom and is a minority and is, like, has this insane potential of upward trajectory growth? That's freaking awesome. Like, that's a story that needs to be told. But you never want to tell that story. This is one of the ways that I think that, like, motivational speakers and, uh... Like, motivational speakers and stuff, what they tend to do is, the problem is, is it's almost like the Instagram, it's the Instagramification of motivation. It's like showing a highlight reel and acting like everybody can have a highlight reel. Like, taking your life, Demetrius, which, that's your real name too, that's an amazing name. Like, 
taking your highlight reel and setting before that setting that before other young black men and acting like they could have that as well i wonder if we do we would be doing them a disservice like the promise of getting into the nba or the nfl tons of hard work but some of those guys have got to see they kind of won the lottery like that's a that's a that's a that's a small percentage of people that get to do that insane work to get there blood sweat and tears maybe even like literal mental breakdowns to get in they did the work but they have to see my gosh what a small percentage of people get to do that like what an entirely like out of the gamut and scope of young men that want to get into the nfl and the nba how many of them actually do get to so this is a good conversation though (laughs) This is a good conversation. Doing them a disservice thinking they can't make it out. It's a fine line, isn't it, Prozy? It's a fine line between saying, like, this is your this is your lot in life, you're stuck, and like turning them into like just like a victim of society that's stuck, but also it also does a disservice to act like, well, you can be this. You can be a C suite level employee, you know, at a five fortune five hundred dollar. You just have to work hard. I feel like those are both extremes, are they not? Who's had that put in front of them? Yes. When I was playing, pretty much everyone's goal was to get into the NFL and only 1% go. Oh, you want to know what I mean by the thumbnail? You'd have to go back to the beginning of my video. I talked about the good, the bad, and like the RPG open world. It feels like the trailer is really inconsistent. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. I've been doing a ton of mentoring to show uh, other black men and women that there are other ways to be successful outside of the routes that are typically put in front of us. That, that I think is exceptionally important like it's a spectrum isn't it like some of you are going to make a decent living and that's it and that's okay that's respectable that's noble that's good for society that's good for the city that's good for your friends and your family and the people around you not everyone's going to be you know you know, Michael Jordan or a C-suite employee. I do think the trailers are structured really awkwardly. Yeah. I thought the multiplayer stuff over the over the summer was better. I thought they showcased the multiplayer stuff better. It works. That work pays off a thousand different ways. In order to be an athlete, your grades and everything else. But in the end, those kids most likely went to college and those same straights carried over. I'm not saying it's all bad, Prozy. Certainly not. I think you're right. I think there are really good things that comes out of those sport programs because, like, you motivate these young men to work hard and to get good grades and to be on a team and to get along with others. But sometimes I just think reality hits, and it's like not everybody makes it. There's got to be something else that you're you're equipping them for. There's got to be there's got to be other essential life skills and business and everything. Like high school doesn't really equip people for the workforce if we're honest like like american high school education doesn't really equip people for the workforce so when they don't get the scholarship and they don't get to go to college and they don't get to play ball what's left what else have you built in them as an affinity right affinity ability and opportunity so what do you love to do okay i love to sing do you have the ability to sing like if, if affinity and ability dovetail that's where opportunity is born okay but what do you do when the opportunities are so slim? I love to play ball. Do you have the ability to play ball? Yeah, I'm one of the better players on my team. Great. Apply yourself. However, however, these are the facts. 
these are the facts. So, let's also figure out what else are you good at? What other trajectory and path could we put you on if ball doesn't work out? American high school education does absolutely nothing to prepare students for the workforce. It's honestly crazy. Right. Weezy's like, I just want this biomedical engineering degree so I can do some uh, bionics uh, in my later years and turn myself into a full cyborg. <laughs> you're trying to be trying to be the guy from DC. What's his, is it, isn't that his name? Cyborg? <laughs> That's what Weezy's trying to be. That's what Weezy's trying to be. Need to help. Uh, need to help kids learn what they're good at. You have the best chance of being successful at what you're talented at. Right, right, right. All that's good and all, but it doesn't change the inherent flaws in the system. Right, you have to get underneath the flaws in the system and start trying to fix them. Like, assessing children, like, at a young age of, like, skill sets and propensities. And so, like, so they're not wasting their time on stuff that's not in their sort of lane of gifting or their lane of affinity, right? Like, crafting almost like... It's almost like when you play a video game like Detroit Become Human and you go back and you look at all of the decision trees that you made. Why is there not like an assessment tree that kids go on so that by the time they get to high school, there's like there's like a good track. You know what I'm saying? I love that gif. I love Queen. I love Queen Blackwell. She is so freaking funny. <laughs> she she is amazing, Wheezy. <laughs> She's amazing. Her hot pickle video. She is. She's this. She's had a bit of a glow up recently too. She's getting all these cool opportunities. Mm. <clears throat> we have to imbue the students <laughs> with ways to be successful. Did I use the word right? Can you check your pocket thesaurus? <laughs> uh. Not even that. We need fast food workers, retail, garbage, janitors, construction workers, but we also need to value them more. Yeah, now it's getting now we're getting real into it, into the weeds, aren't we? We need a better way to get a realistic view of life across without being cynical or inhibiting people's ambitions. Right, like you kind of like kind of like what Zubair just said, what Eugene just said, and what I just said a little bit ago, like making a living is respectable. It is. Clocking 40 hours a week at a job, never climbing the corporate ladder, paying your bills, and providing for your family is noble. It's noble as frick, because it's hard, it's mundane, it's grueling, it's repetitive. It's respectable, and it's noble, you know? But we, what, what was that great line? It's like the, the lie that everyone's told in America is that we're all we're all like millionaires. In dis- what is the freaking line? We're all we're all we're all failed millionaires or something. Ah, oh, it's such a good line. It's like the idea that like, well, that's not noble. That's not a good trajectory for people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh cre- creature you act you act like oh wait, it was 300 some odd people here come on repurpose repurpose <laughs> yeah repurpose and reuse 
Yeah, temporarily embarrassed millionaires. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Temporarily embarrassed millionaires. Yeah. Displaced millionaires. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, what time is it? Okay. How many people think the 40 plus grand of debt you got from school was not there, but you have the degree? How different would your start in life be? So you're saying the degree without the debt, like how different would that be? Like how different would their life be? Is that what you're, is that what you're posturing? I mean, obviously it would be, (laughs) it would be dramatically different. Yeah. The, the, The debt can feel like indentured servitude to the bank oh I'm trying to pop my neck there's one in there and I can't get it well we're not going to solve this uh, have a rageless day new outro that sound that sound <laughs> have a cluckety cluck cluck day Hugo like that's <laughs> have a rageless day I don't think I can say that. <laughs> That's not me, dude. That's like some corporate store, you know? Thanks for stopping by. Have a rageless day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's like some Stepford Wives kind of crap, you know? Like. Here at Rageless Roast, we're so happy that you chose to shop with us. Please enjoy a complimentary bag of Frickmas and have a rageless day. <laughs> That's creepy. It's like automatically creepy. Uh, uh. You got away with very little student loans. Yeah, thankfully, my wife and I never had to borrow any money for school, which was, you know again not a normal re- that's not a normal reality you know what i mean mm. please stop stop doing that voice <laughs> lono if lono said that i would quit all memberships and stop buying coffee <laughs> it was agent atwood the one that said it <laughs> complimentary bag of frigmas i'm sold now, I mean, li- listen, Demetrius, I just got to tell you, if you become a C-suite employee, like a Fortune 500 company, and you, you become that wealthy, you know, I hope I, I hope I get a little cheddar thrown my way. <laughs> you know, just a little. <laughs> after every, after everything I've been through, you know, like just a little, just throw me, just throw me a slice. <laughs> I'm 100% thankful for the scholarships looking at some people went through oh my gosh we had friends yeah we had friends that did that they borrowed money holy mother it's like gee purrs just follows them it just follows them it's like a shadow you know what I mean I'll buy you out of the dark roast <laughs> my man that's right my man then sell it to, then sell it to a Zubair at a markup okay <laughs> <laughs> you crapped on his dreams of being C-suite? No, I didn't. I told him it would pr- it's probably likely. It's probably very likely, but it's not likely for anybody else. Uh, 
I'm paying for a mansion that doesn't actually exist. <laughs> uh, I think there's a stigma on homeschool kids being locked in a basement. Taylor might be behind on the stream. I'm glad I didn't go to college and didn't get those debts. I do my dream job now and grow so much weed it would kill Lono. <laughs> Why would that kill me? I got no problem. I got no I got no problem with the sticky icky. It's the THC concentrate that jacked me up. The green doesn't bother me. <laughs> Uh, it depends on people. Not everybody wants to be a millionaire, and that's okay. When I was getting out of the Marine Corps, I turned down senior positions at Bell, Boeing, Rolls-Royce, uh, and staying in Japan, where the starting salaries were 80 to 90. Sometimes happiness is doing something else. Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter how much money is going to the bank if you're freaking miserable. The money's not going to do anything. You know, it can buy things, but that's not going to change the state of your soul or your heart or your mind. Maybe for a little bit, but not for long. <clears throat> yeah, 30k is not bad. It's not bad, Abe. Once you pass 50, it just gets it just gets it's just it's so it's so inhibiting. It's so limiting. Debt. Like school debt. Once you get beyond 50k, it's just insane. Like he's at like a 30. I'm like a 30k is bad, you know, it's it's a lot, but it's not a uh, it's not the same. 3 300 to 400 pounds a week. Anyone that declares education is useless in the workplace has no idea what they're talking about. But nobody was declaring that. I was saying that higher education is seeing a trajectory of devalue. And so many of the degrees are worthless. Like, talk to the people right now that have degrees and can do nothing with them. You know what I'm saying? Try 100K. Oof. 100K. Jeepers. Eugene says 130K here. Golly. I totally would sponsor if the federal legislation passes. Oh yeah, we'll we'll talk green side. <laughs> I'm gonna get kickbacks on the green if the feds say it's okay. <laughs> Do you know what goes good with rageless roasts in the morning? A little green side wake and bake. <laughs> Madam says no 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 no. <laughs> She said, go for a jog, eat some vitamins. What are you, a Twitch streamer? I'm fully clothed, thank you. She said, I'm fully clothed, thank you. Holy moly, that's good. I don't know why there's a fork down there. Just, you know, sometimes forks end up in here. I don't know. Is there a fork shortage upstairs? Would the two make a difference? I think a weed sponsorship would be fantastic for Lono's image. (laughs) My wife said he's too old. (laughs) What does that have anything to do with it? Do do you still? That's your concept of of Mary Jane. Is that what people hit like 35, 40, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm too old for this." (laughs) Like, uh, sorry, Lono. Higher powers at work here. Yeah, it is, it, it, it's going to take a while, Green. It's happening, but it's going to take a while. That rudder's turning slow. I mean, it's turning. The legislation about making making that kind of stuff legal, it's just turning super, super slow. 
you know, the country ain't going to be Colorado for a while. <clears throat> Snoop and Willie Nessa- Nelson are old. That's right. <laughs> Snoop just turned 50. And my wife's like, I like him. He does that with Martha Stewart. Was, was it true? It wasn't a meme that he had he had been streaming for like a week with his mic muted and had no idea and just because he was I don't think he even reads chat. He just like boots up and streams. It's like he's been streaming for a week with a muted mic and no one no one's telling him. Well, yeah, obviously it can cause health issues. It wasn't a week, yes. Yeah, it was like a couple of days, wasn't it? <laughs> He's partnered with Beyond Meat. Hmm. <laughs> and he wasn't turning the stream off either. Yeah, just like leaving it on. <laughs> that is just like, that's him. You know what I'm saying? I can just see him be getting up and be like, oh, shoot, man, let's go outside. He just like gets up and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> oh man most jobs don't require degrees but HR departments are full of cowards who are trying to make sure they don't get blamed for hiring the wrong person you speak in such far reaching platitudes I can't interact with what you say Sinos. You just it's too, it's too far reaching it's too broad he's all about those 24 hour streams you just won't be present for him yeah yeah even if it's legalized nationwide, there'll still be jobs that restrict usage. Well, yeah, you can't show up totally baked out of your mind. Just like you can't show up pickled. They'd be like, what are you doing? You drive a forklift? Blitzed? Get out of here. Yeah, of course. Of course. And it'd be like any any legalized substance. You know, you can't just show up to work, you know, on cloud nine. <laughs> Well, I went to work one time like that and I did not. It wasn't worth it. It was like, this is not enjoyable. <laughs> Everybody knows. <laughs> you know? Am I t- asking a customer, am I talking weird? <laughs> this isn't worth it, dude. This isn't worth it. <laughs> Zubair, not with that attitude. <laughs> uh. Whew. Highland mm. Oak talk for hours. I talk for hours already. I don't need anything. You gonna play GTA Remastered? I don't know. I I don't know if that fits in our funnel all that well. Oh, I didn't schedule the next stream. Dad gummit. I keep forgetting to do that. Uh do 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 do. Um Save image as. Uh, let's see. Go live. Where did I write it all? No, that's not it. Here it is. Schedule stream. Okay. There we go. And we need some of that, and then we need that the thumbnail, the game, and then we need the tags. 
This is going into gaming news because we're going to kick it off with info about the uh, the server transfers getting suspended in New World. Okay. Uh, we'll set it for twelve twenty. Well, no, I'm gonna we're, just to, just to avoid Nodi Jail. I'm gonna set it for twelve because we are gonna do the Guardian stream. We are gonna have to do a third stream today for Guardians. So, I'm going to set it for 12. People won't get the 30. They might not get the 30. They still might get it. I don't know how it works. Uh, but I'll set the stream for noon. The suspended cycle in Returnal is not a, is not a traditional mid-game save, cycle, save game option. By suspending the cycle, Returnal will simply create a single-use suspended point, and once you resume playing, the suspended point is deleted and cannot be used again. Your game will continue directly from the moment you left it, and if you want to suspend the cycle again, your progress will be captured from that point onwards. There are some limitations in place. For example, uh, player won't be able to create a suspend point during boss battles, cinematics, first person sequences or during intense combat scenarios as we felt there are certain moments in Returnal that are best experienced unfragmented to preserve the intended challenge and flow latency okay okay and then let's make sure that it's featured, and then I'm going to need to pull that trailer up. I always use the New World uh, soundtrack trailer for the, the videos, because it's just like nice footage of the game. HD. Make it full screen. There we go. So this is our this is our format for how we want to cover variety, but also continue to cover New World. Um, uh, <laughs> um, mainly because we uh, we feel that continuing to cover New World is a good idea, um, but at the same time we want to make sure that we're not ignoring, you know, good uh, good gameplay stuff. So Guardians later today, or the Halo Infinite campaign overview. Uh, that kind of stuff. We want to make sure we're covering it, but that doesn't mean we're going to ignore, you know, what's going on uh, in New World. And so, what we'll do is, is we'll kick off the next stream. We're going to do a redirect here in just a moment, and we'll kick it off with me talking about the transfers getting suspended. That'll be the short little sort of talk. We can kind of hang out and talk a little bit about New World before I jump into gameplay. That way I'm able to continue playing the game and you're able to get continued coverage of the game as well without ignoring really big news like a Halo campaign overview or anything else that may be going on in the gaming world. So you're able to get basically two shows and um, you're able to get two shows and then not necessarily have to watch both and if you're like man the new world coverage is just too much of it no worries you know your morning show that we're 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 doing right now continues and you get to have great combos and great gaming debates and then <laughs> talk about education the workforce and all of that that we just got into so um and don't forget the Dave Chappelle video is today over on SNTR presents as 
well. We have a, a ridiculous amount of content for you today. The Halo talk this morning, a New World talk in a second, and then Guardians of the Galaxy gameplay, and then the Dave Chappelle video over on Presents. Don't forget, SMTR Presents is now getting regular opinion-driven content about entertainment, culture, and content creation, streaming. And then every Thursday, the Say No to Rage story will continue with an AMA after. So uploads pretty much every day of the week, but then on Thursdays, it's the Say No to Rage story. That's the upload, and then we follow with a live AMA, okay? Um, can we not talk about New World and just talk about the economics of student loans instead? <laughs> The purple uh, video from yesterday is doing well from what I could see. Thanks for covering that. Yeah, no problem. We would like those uploads to perform a little bit better than that one. Starting out, we're very encouraged. Long term, we would really like to see that channel start to flourish and do well. And uh, you guys supporting those videos is obviously helping with that. So I'm very interested to see what some of these videos, how they're going to land. I have like a Squid Game recommendation video like, hey, if you like Squid Game, here's some great movies and shows you should check out. Uh, You know, Lightning Rod stuff like Chappelle. Um, Twitch stuff, YouTube stuff so yeah, yeah, and we've got some more uh, videos planned about outrage and advertising and you know, all those cultural things have been going on, so I appreciated the, thank you Demetrius, I appreciated the positive response to the Twitch as an adult platform video, I really, really uh, do, and um, I'm really enjoying making those videos, like I hope you guys like the Dave Chappelle one, like I was sitting outside, filmed it felt good ship it you know what i'm saying so i hope you guys enjoy it i'm gonna step away super brief i'll be right back and then we're gonna we're gonna switch gears okay don't go anywhere make sure and hit the like button uh likes have been good but they could always be a little bit stronger uh make sure you're subscribed to the channel if you enjoy my content i'm a safer work broadcaster i cover a lot of different gaming news and then i have another channel called smtr presents that's going to be more about as i said entertainment culture and other things uh, get your coffee orders in, get your get your memberships renewed, or start a membership fresh if you want to support me the, or the channel directly, uh, and I will be right back.
I'm bringing my own lunch down. Uh, the uh, so my for for Halloween, my kids, my daughter. No, I was just explaining why I had a plate of food. I wasn't complaining. Too many Christmas. Just so presumptive. Just coming in, accusatory and all that. I need to explain that I didn't make a quesadilla the in the two minutes that I went upstairs. I need to say that. Okay. So full disclosure, I didn't make this meal. <laughs> it was provided to me by my lovely wife. Oh, yeah. So my wife got, what would you, it was a, a pork butt. <laughs> the kids would love to know that. Uh, pork butt. And... Um, you cooked it in the pressure cooker, cooker, in the slow cooker with the electronic thermometer, and it turned out f- like phenomenal. And uh, we all had it last night, and everybody loved it. The kids loved it, so <laughs> my wife doesn't really eat pork. So that's what's in my quesadilla this morning, uh, or this afternoon, I should say. Anyway, I was just upstairs, and the kids, my daughter has become infatuated with Doctor Strange and ninjas. Her favorite thing about Doctor Strange is when he sits on the air. That's how she describes it. She's like, when he sits on the air and does this. That's like her favorite. And she loves ninjas. And she wants to be a ninja again. She was a ninja last year. (laughs) And so was I uh, for Halloween. And so this year she wanted to be a ninja again. And so she saw the Ronin uh, outfit. You know, uh, when Hawkeye becomes Ronin in Marvel. And she thought it was like the coolest costume ever, and so it, we got her. We even got her a sword to go with it. And uh, so just now, she like pointed the sword at me, and she's like, "Give me a hug and kiss." And so like she was obviously goofing around. So I give her and her brother a hug and a kiss. And my I go and give my wife one. She's like, "Oh, you normally don't give me one." And I was like, "Well, you don't hold me at sword point." She's like, "Well, I guess I'm getting a sword for Christmas." <laughs> uh, Zubair says, I would throw funny barbs at Madam, but she handles the coffee I drink, so I play it safe. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Oh yeah, these are good. These are the ones that taste like Concord grape juice. I'm a ninja. Is that a ninja Doctor Strange? They can't see. He posted a Discord. Like, here is in camera. We were going to do Squid Game, but couldn't get the costumes in time. Me as a front man, girlfriend would be 067, and my dog is one of the pink suits. Oh, that would have been great. You could show her that, that picture. She would love it. The horror of opening Discord and saving an image. <laughs> no, madam, I will happily provide a sword for her to threaten you. I actually have a real sword in the house. I forget what we got it from her her grandmother and uh, her grandmother's, I guess, what would you call him? Grandfather-in-law uh, or step-grandfather? Step-grandfather, I guess what you would call him. They love to go to, you know, yard sales and stores and they like to, they, 
They're like Sanford and Son. Their house is just full of stuff. And you know, they always send you away with stuff. And so I've gotten... Uh, he'll see something and think of you and then he'll save it for you till you get there. Yeah. Right. Very generous, very sweet people. But um, I've ended up with all kind of random things, like a sword. <laughs> what? What's a little? What's a little? Give me like a little thirty-eight special. Uh, just just random stuff. Big old Bowie knife. Do you guys want to see the sword? It's in the. It's in the closet. <laughs> Why not? Oh yeah, weapons. Yeah, I don't think you can put like weapons on screen. Well, my hands are on screen. You can't? Well, I think anytime you bring any kind of weaponry on screen, it can get flagged. For, um... Not being... It's not being suitable for all advertisers. Like, I don't think I would get in trouble, but then your video can get flagged as not being suitable for all advertisers. They don't like... They don't like weapons to be on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, get the sword! Yeah, 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 yeah. Sebastian Maniscalco? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, company? <laughs> Your mom would get little entomans? <laughs> yes, you can! What is it? What are you, st- what are you st- lurking over me for? Get your little gargoyle post to stand on and watch me. I can stream in front of thousands of people, but then when there's like another person in the room, it's like, wait, what are you, why are you looking at me? <laughs> it was, the worst was at the old place when I would be working down in the dungeon and they would send over a guy to work on like the water heater or something behind me. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't work. Like There's somebody in my space, you know what I'm saying? Like listening to me. It's like a thousand people watching the stream and an AC repairman is like throwing me off. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, get out of my, just get out of here. Come back later. <coughs> Excuse me. My friend had a katana and is forever known as the guy with the sword. There you go. Ugh. You can't call the sticks Lono has as guns. Yes, yes, yes. Please, everyone get the digs in on how I'm small and not dangerous. I'm telling you, it's always the small guys you got to watch out for. We're spry. We're wiry. I'm like a spider monkey. You know what I'm saying? You may be big and strong, but I'll be like flailing around you. And you're like, what happened? (laughs) And you'll have like eight cuts and not know how it happened. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) He climbed me. 
He climbed me like a squirrel climbs a tree. I don't know what happened. <laughs> he poked my eye, cut my neck. It's the guys that cry when they're mad that are scary to fight. Like their voice shakes. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm going to come over there. <laughs> Have you ever tried to wrangle an angry cat? <laughs> I'm not afraid of a duck-sized man. <laughs> Whenever I would go to summer camp and we would go play softball, they'd all scoot in because I was little. And I loved it. Feel free to underestimate me. That's all I'll say. Feel free to underestimate me. <laughs> it can only hurt you. <laughs> Underestimating me doesn't do anything to me, but it certainly can't affect you. All right, we got it. We got to We got to roll over to the other stream. Let's get that rolling, so I don't have to touch that. Okay. So we are going to talk about the transfers getting suspended, and redirects have been working really, really well. Uh, even if you're not interested in New World or the New World topic, you know, come hang out with us for a little bit, you know, it's super helpful. Uh, we appreciate the diversity in the audience and the diversity in the coverage being supported. We really, really appreciate that. Uh, that is super encouraging. Um, so thank you to everybody uh, that takes part. I'm going to switch this for the intro because we can't trim so this is always going to be a little little less clean compared to how I usually do it um, I think I think I want to I want to try something today with the experiment I'm going to say thanks for clicking on the video if you like my coverage of new world and the live streams make sure and hit subscribe and the bell button in this episode we're going to be covering the new world server transfers getting suspended i will do a little segment here in a second where i record it if you're interested in just that segment be sure to keep watching or check out my updates channel where that ends up and to everybody coming over from the live redirect we greatly appreciate it we live stream 